Episode 243 of the PS Nation Podcast. We are back a little early this week because we got this thing called Thanksgiving here in the United States for all of you uh, non-U.S. citizens. Uh, And uh, Joel is still down. He is sick. He's on uh, some meds. And he texted me tonight and said he's feeling dizzy and stuff and junk. I'm like, yeah, and... And he said, no, this is bad, bad, bad. So I told him, uh, yeah, all right, well, I guess you don't have to do the show with us this week. I think he just wanted to be, you know, a very giving person like he is and give Josh and I more time to talk because Yay. we never get time to do that. But uh, instead, we decided to, we were already going to have this gentleman on to do a review tonight. So we just uh, said, hey, you, you're doing the rest of the show with us. So uh, with Josh and I, we've got Jason Rostell along with us tonight. He's one of our writers. Obviously, if you read uh, anything over on our website recently, especially the Curse Crusade review, you'll know who this gentleman is. So uh, thanks <laughs> thanks for joining hey us, guys. sir. Good. All right. It's good to join you guys. Yeah, we haven't heard you I, since MGC. No. So you get, you get the sexiness of Joel's voice wrapped in the folds of a Josh beard. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm getting turned on here. Let's 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 watch it a little bit. Thank God we're all in different states tonight. So uh, a little bit different this week. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot of movies because uh, that's that's a passion of Jason's as well, and of course Josh and I. Uh, but we're going to talk about some other things as well. A new release, uh, some news items, what we're playing. Uh, Jason's review of Assassin's Creed Revelations, which you can also read over on the website. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our Skyrim review, which is up on the website. Uh, couple of emails and uh, some other junk and stuff but uh yeah i think it's going to be pretty uh pretty free rolling tonight so uh you, you all set jason you you know you really yeah. didn't do a long show with us at, at mgc so no i mean i was there for the whole thing but i barely said anything true now you because, have to yeah you had uh what's his name on uh, uh, uh that guy never mind <laughs> I was drunk I was that sitting, weekend, so I don't remember. Yeah, so was I. Yes, you were. Yes, yes, you were. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Well, and, and also, this is really cool. But uh, we're not recording our own tracks tonight, or, or those guys aren't. But uh, surprisingly enough, Jason is actually recording with the Sony wireless headset. And yeah, I was I stunned to hear. Today. Yeah, I, I was stunned to hear the quality. So, uh, this should be an interesting experiment, definitely. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was telling Glenn earlier, I played Battlefield 3 with it this afternoon, and I don't know how I lived without it. Did, it's like, uh, a beam of sunlight come down upon you as you were playing Battlefield 3? There yep. you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, well, since Joel isn't here, and, and some people were actually saying on, on Twitter, because they said Joel wasn't with us this week, that he's going to quit. No, that's not the case. He actually is sick. <laughs> so... I wouldn't blame him for quitting. I, I've actually expected it, but uh, no, I don't think he. I think he wants to continue to torment Josh and I. So I'm sure he'll be around yes. for quite a while. So I get to stretch my legs again here with this huge release list. Yeah, yeah settle back, kids. Settle back. Yes. All right, everybody, settle in. Next week we have National Geographic Challenge for twenty nine ninety nine U.S. dollars, and it's a move title as well. Ooh, another move title. And that's out. it. That's that's wow. pretty much it. That's do you, do you, all that's coming. Do you need a minute to rest? We can take a break now if you want. <sighs> well, I can tell you it's a, it's a trivia game. Uh, that's what so, I hear. Uh, we think. Yeah. You know we're yes. just guessing no, on that, right? I, oh, no, we do. I know it's a trivia game. I actually oh. looked it up. Oh, oh there look was at me. not I'm much Josh else going on here. Homework. Yeah. What do you think the trivia is? Is it like... 
It's not uh, National Geographic. National magazine. Geographic type trivia. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be African women which, with their boobs hanging out? Yeah, I know. Which race of people has banana boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Every Look sixth grader is going to get that one. <laughs> this must be where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was <laughs> Twilight oh, Zone boy. movie reference. Yeah, there you there go. go. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, so on to the news uh yeah that, that's all we've got for new releases so we don't even have anything to play off this week it sucks anyway this first news item uh we're just gonna get it out of the way before you hear my tears hitting the uh the microphone uh but the starhawk private beta has begun i want <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was bad yeah. uh, the power of editing <laughs> compels me though Yes. Uh, yeah. So a select few people have it right now. Some people at Sony actually had it. Uh, I think like last Wednesday already, and they opened it up to some other people that are very high on the Warhawk leaderboards right now. Have those, and of course the Marquis is complaining up and down that he doesn't have one. And I said, well, you know that year and a half that you didn't have a PS3, that probably affected things. So instead of being a pissy bitch, you should have just got another PS3 and not worried about it. But don't know, he had to be a pissy little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm just saying. So I did check on this today with uh, the PR rep for uh, the, for this game, and uh, I asked if we're possibly going to be able to get some uh, vouchers to hand out eventually, and they do have us on the list, so when it gets to that phase of the beta, we will have some to give away. That is assured. And that's all I can tell you. <laughs> we know nothing! Except we should go back and play Warhawk, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just returned to that game a couple weeks ago. <sighs> Still good. God, it's awesome. Still good. Yes, I, uh, I actually, I, we still owe the people. Actually, I still owe the people from Extra Life because we never got a game going. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to try to set oh, something yeah. up on Sunday. Yeah. Well, again, we try to plan something during Extra Life, and it just goes right in the toilet. I should have put a big clock up. That was the problem. I lost track of time. <laughs> but And speaking of Extra Life, the email is out to all the winners. So uh, most of them have, have responded already. Uh, there's actually one winner, though, that he didn't have his email address on there, like Eric something or other, like this big, long last name. So if you're listening, uh, if you're one of our listeners, uh, you didn't use a, an email address when you donated your cash and you won a prize. So you might want to go over to the prize list over on our website see if you're that eric and if so uh shoot us an email so that we can uh, get that prize out to you so you know what he won um uh, uh no million. <laughs> <laughs> one eric, million. Million. no i better not say that because they'll hold me to it uh no let me see, see here okay I'll try to pull that up eventually. But, uh, yeah, so that's out. Uh, you know, the shipments will, will start shortly. They're going to be going out in waves because this is all about our, out of our pockets. Not Jason's, but out of our no. pockets. And uh, RP Gamer is actually shipping some stuff out as well. So uh, please have patience, and uh, we'll get those out as soon as we can. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot. And, actually, we haven't even gotten a couple things back from uh, the people at Sony, like the signed stuff or anything else. We haven't gotten any of that back yet. So we're still waiting on some of that. So, anyway, on to the next item. Josh. What, a trailer? What am I supposed to say? There's a trailer. <laughs> I am now sold. We're an audio podcast. No, no, but I'm sold on this game now. We I, was, see... I was sold on this game for a while. No, I was waiting for a while. No, we finally finally see gameplay, 
and they're actually kind of showing us that they understand there's roots there. And that, okay, it's well, it's not, a trailer for SSX before anybody like yeah, yeah. bashes their listening device against the wall. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> By the way, new uh, newly branded PS Nation music devices are going to be coming out soon. So if That's you bash true. that music device... <laughs> <laughs> head over to Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. Uh, no, it... it so this this trailer it's on YouTube. We'll probably put it up somewhere, but uh, it's actually got a remix of the "It's Tricky" sound uh, uh, song from Run DMC from, of course, SSX Tricky. And I like that that it's using Tricky. It's actually showing some roots there, and uh, the gameplay looks like SSX. So I'm very happy. I, I was getting a little scared with all the weird dark shit they were showing us all these low these last few months, and uh, it looks good. Now, well, since E3, they've been showing more stuff like this. They've been showing more of the old SSX type gameplay. But you never knew if it was gameplay. It kind of looked like CG when we saw it at E3. I trusted. I tr- after the outcry. Are you going to say you trust EA? Reveal, you say after you trust their EA? first reveal. Well, actually, I trust them more than Activision. Well, over the past couple of years. Well. Um, which is funny because like seven, eight years ago, it, that was completely reversed. True. EA were the evil overlord bastards and Activision was that great scrappy company that was doing all this cool stuff. We've invented something called that DLC. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's interesting, EA. Ah! <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I trust that after the outcry, when they first showed it, and it was all the dark stuff, and everybody was like, "This is not SSX! Ah, how dare you?" <laughs> Were people calling they, it Modern Warfare SSX or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. But they, I, they, they got the hint. You know, they knew. They realized. All right, there's there's a vocal and excited fan base here, and they know what they want, and we know what the roots of the game are, and let's go back to that. So they did. Yeah. No, it looks good. Looks good. All right, this next one. Oh, this makes me sick. Uh, Call of Duty Elite hits one million paid subscribers in six days. Now and it you still remember, doesn't work. Yeah, it, well, it kind of doesn't. Kind of doesn't. If you bought the game, if you bought the hardened edition for a hundred bucks, obviously you get Elite with it, uh, that kind of thing. But uh, the Founders stuff that I got, the Founders thing about you know the code, I still can't put that in as of today. If I go to the yeah, website, it's, it's still broken. If you use the it app... Says they're, it says they're aiming for December 1st to have this running smoothly. Thanks, Activision. Oh, wow. Which, you know, and we talked about this last week. It, it's unconscionable that a company as big as Activision with a game that they know is as big as Call of Duty, that they have people paying extra for this stuff, and they don't have enough servers running to make it work. Yeah. To make it work smoothly. Let me ask you a question, Glenn. Do you think any other shooter out there could get away with what they're getting away with? No. With it not working? No. I mean, I mean could you imagine the shit Killzone would have taken or <sighs> Battlefield or Yeah, it I mean it there are a lot a lot of blind devotees to to this whole series and i mean the elite you can get working if you use the code to download the the app off of the store and then i actually went in that way but the problem is it seems like the account that i set up in that doesn't tie in with the account on the website and therefore i can't put the founder's code in 
It's, wow. it's, it's a big freaking mess. <laughs> and the funny thing is you hear people bitching about on PC with uh, EA's new downloader, their, their, their Steam competitor called Origin. And, and uh, my buddy Rock was up here this last weekend, and he was telling me that a guy he works with will not get Battlefield 3 on the, PS, on the PC because of Origin. And I go, you know, I felt the same way about Steam years ago, and Steam's turned out to be a great product. I don't care that I got it through Origin. It's there. All my old shit from Battlefield's there. All, you know, all the stuff I bought with the EA downloader is all there on my account. It's just I have, like, 20 accounts because every time i play a battlefield it's a different account but yeah this i it's funny because i go into the app and i'm like what am i supposed to do with this you know you're supposed to set up uh uh, clans that are in elite only so you're only playing with other people in elite uh you know you're able to set up tournaments which is nice but that's not why i'm playing this game and honestly the way the way it's been playing lately i actually stopped playing it completely and just went right to battlefield 3 so i haven't turned this game on in days yeah, I noticed, <laughs> and, I, and <laughs> it's kind of tough because I'll see like Nine Volt. He's he plays Call of Duty. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to tell him to come over, change, <laughs> change religions. <laughs> <laughs> Those crazy Scientologists that play Call of Duty. Yeah, I tell you, I know he's a Scientologist. <clears throat> <clears throat> Look, a spaghetti monster. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, I. I've been digging more because I'm trying to, I at least, I guess to try to be fair to the game, I want to see how some of this elite stuff works, and uh, I wouldn't mind getting up to the top level, but I think it, I think it tops out at 80 this time. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And, and there's people that have prestiged like twice already. And, uh, you know, it's funny, now that, you know, we talked about last week, and, and there were the reports that it was kind of crappy on the PS3 in terms of networking and everything, and I said, oh, I really don't see that too much except for that first day. But now, the last couple times I've been getting on, it's been laggy as shit. Like, drop oh. servers here and there, and just, it, it's been really bad. So, I don't yeah. know. It, I, I don't know, understand it, that. How is that possible? That's what I said. They've been using <laughs> yeah. this engine for years. How do they not have it perfected by now? <laughs> How does somebody with a, with a spreadsheet, like, you can just see somebody walk up with a spreadsheet and say, okay, last time on the last game, we had 528 servers for PS3. We had this many playing the first day, and we needed this many servers the first day. So why don't we up everything by 10%, and we'll, we'll be all ready for the game when we launch it. I don't know, Bob. I, I think your numbers are off. No, no, no. Th- this is right from the servers. It's telling us exactly what it was. Nah, I just don't see it. Plus, that's a lot of money you want us to spend. What is that, 30 bucks a server? Come on. <laughs> well, now, if, if we hold off, if we hold off for a couple of weeks at least, you know, we can save that much more money on the electricity, on the bandwidth, <laughs> on whatever else. And that can go right back into the stock options and everything else. You know, that'll be pure profit at the end of the year. But now you've got one million paid subscribers in six days to elite. That equates out to roughly, what, $5 million at least? Depending on if they paid uh, 60 bucks for it, they got with a hardened edition? But that's the whole point. Money, oh, my money. God. Why put more servers up? Until you absolutely need to, because that five, way it's, it's more money. That's <laughs> fifty million. So that's fifty million just there. How does that yeah. not pay for ten more servers? Maybe maybe they should T one at the data center. Maybe I'm just thinking. I'm just guessing here. <sighs> yeah, I don't get it's it. Crazy. I don't get it's all it. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, enough it's, of that. Well, enough modern warfare coverage. Damn it. <laughs> or do you have something, Jason? I just wanted to say if if Twilight is any proof of anything, it's never underestimate the uh, paying public. 
<laughs> but Taylor Lautner doesn't have his shirt off on the front cover of Modern Warfare. I mean, come on. No, but <laughs> I'm I, coming to I get bet you. it would sell. I bet it would double. Sales would double if that was the uh, cover. Tween girls would be buying it like crazy. I'll tell you. So what? Call of Duty. The next one is Sparkly Vampires. Exactly. For the next DLC. What are we talking about here? Price is back. Yeah, I don't know. I it, it's funny because somebody tweeted at me today, like, "Well, you really ripped into the game, but you still gave it a B." And I wrote back, "B minus." <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing: it it it's yes, it's more of the same, which means it's still a pretty good game, and a lot of people love it to death. So there's obviously something there, but I think some people are blinded by their love for the game, and they don't really see some of these deficiencies, and they just kind of let it go. Um, I mean, I still enjoy it from time to time when I want some some mindless shooting. You know, I'll throw it in and just play a few rounds and just get it over with. But when I'm looking for deep FPS online, I'm going to Killzone 3 and I'm going to Battlefield 3. And that's Amen. all there is to it. And, yeah. and Resistance 3 also. <clears throat> so, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's it's exactly the same point with, I mean, we'll get to it later, but Assassin's Creed Revelation, same problem. Yeah. It's, we'll get to it later. All right. Yeah. Tease. <laughs> tell my wife <laughs> he never teases me you gotta see what's under this beard baby that's right so did you see MotorStorm RC was announced for the Vita and PSN it's um I, 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 I was shocked <laughs> first time hearing it but cool yeah and it'll be a launch title Oh wow! My God, that system's gonna have eighty titles for launch. <laughs> I swear, every every like every week. Oh, new launch title for Vita. My God, I love what I'm seeing in the trailer. I'm just I'm a little worried about like what what view are we gonna have when we're driving yeah, it? Yeah, because the views they all show in the trailer are kind of you know from above, and you're actually racing yeah. RC cars. The image I got was uh, Twisted Metal Small Brawl. You guys remember that? Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> and I'm a hardcore Twisted Metal fan, so I I love Small Brawl. I totally loved it. So when I saw that Motorstorm RC, I was like, Oh, you know what? I could get into that. Yeah, it's that. cool because they're actually taking tracks from all the Motorstorm uh, games, including the the Arctic Edge one that was on PSP and PS2. Right. So they're redoing a number of the tracks and and putting them all into this game and then just shrinking down your cars. So you have little RC cars <laughs> all over the place. It, it, it looks really promising. I Like like you said, I'm, I'm a little worried as to how I'm going to be forced to play this. Is it going to be something like a thrash rally back in the day where it's you know top down essentially and you're just seeing part of the track? Or are you going to have that option to actually play right behind the car? I mean, there are a couple of RC car games out on the PSN already. And I know one of them was actually really good. I just can't remember the name of it right now. But uh, this can be a lot of fun. And it's kind of cool that they're using all the existing tracks. Yeah. If they price it right, it could be great. Because the the best thing is... You buy one copy, and that one copy, that one license that you buy, basically gives you the Vita version and the PSM version. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. And you can share your save back and forth between the two of them. They're, it's completely compatible so that you know you can start a game on the one and pick it up on the other later on, You know your, your career or whatever they're going to have in there. Right, and you can do all the online everything back and with with either of them. It's great. It's just 
this, you know, this is what we were all hoping the PSP was going to do with the PS3. And it just never had the horsepower to do it. But this is going to be awesome. I agree. And and actually talking about that, this next game that was announced also, this uh, uh, Unit 13 from Zipper, you know, the SOCOM guys. And this is going to use a ton of the functionality of the Vita. It's going to use the Wi-Fi and 3G. It's going to use the Near service. Uh, you're going to have little daily challenges set up, all kinds of cool stuff. But it's going to use that that kind of world map or you know that that connectivity that the Vita's got. So if you see somebody else close to you that's playing this game, you can just get right in and go. That's very cool. I yeah. uh, if they do this. Oh God, please let them do this right. Please let them do this right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and well, in this game, it, it, it kind of looks like a SOCOM, but it's a third-person action game. But it looks like uh, they say it's it's over nine different locales, thirty-six action pack missions, but a lot of them are going to be kind of different here and there. And it looks, I kind of read this as this is going to be made to be in smaller chunks comparatively to you know like a full console game because you're on a portable. I don't know though. I'm just guessing. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so yeah great to see more more uh, vita news come out i mean cripes that thing comes out in japan in almost a month it's a couple days over a month or no it comes out 19th over there so it's less than a month in japan so oh my god yeah that is crazy i can't josh are you are you a day one guy with this vita yeah i plan on i've been thinking about it didn't you do that week early thing, Josh? Uh, I don't know if that's the week early thing. I did. I no, it's not going to be. I, I went through Amazon for that because oh, okay. with Best Buy, I'd have to pay tax and I'd have to you know whatever else. I mean that adds for for something that expensive. The tax is a lot of money. So plus it's Best Buy and you don't want to give them the pleasure. Yeah, I'm just get it from Amazon, and I'll get it whenever I get it. You know, whenever it shows up is fine. I can, I can live. <laughs> I'll be okay. I don't know. The urge will get there. You know, as the date comes closer, then you get the sickness. All right, I'll take two. Yeah, yeah. I'll run exactly. out to Best Buy. I'll buy one, and then when the one comes from Amazon, <laughs> you'll keep turn on someone. No, no, somewhere. you'll keep both of them. No, no. I can't because I only have two portable licenses for my games. You won't need any of those on your PSPs. You'll just have your UMD games on the PSP. You put both of your licenses for portables over on the Vitas. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, why play those downloadable PSP games on your PSP when you have the Vita now? Yeah. And then you're grabbing for the second stick and it doesn't work. What the fuck? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Oh, what do we got here? That thing still. Yeah. So Jason's our guest. So I think uh, we should do what we're playing with him first. If uh, yeah, you guys, putting him you on guys the spot. Though. You went first last week. <laughs> My turn to go first this week. <laughs> Fine. God, you're such a dick. <laughs> no, my week was uh, really prosperous. I I finally beat La Noir. Nice. Got Bastard. closed out the uh, the arson stuff, and uh, that's not a spoiler, is it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, don't spoil anything. Cause <laughs> okay. <don't. laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I did, and glad to glad to finally close that out. And then I 
I uh, picked up Skyrim last week, nice. but I didn't feel good about playing it until I had Demon Souls buried, <laughs> and I did that this weekend. <laughs> How long do you think that game took you? Uh, you know what? I don't play RPGs, so it probably took me ten times longer than everybody. It took me two years. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just raw determination not to let the game beat me. But, you know, it was once it was over, I, I felt good about it. It's probably one of the best feelings I've ever had about closing a game out. I'll bet. Because I thought that would be in my backlog till I was dead. <laughs> I was buried with it. <laughs> exactly. It would Jason survive. was a good and fair man, but he never finished Demon's Souls. And the whole crowd... <gasps> <sighs> yeah, it was... You know, and then I had this story with the game, too. It was... It got stuck in a playstation 3 that went tits up it was stuck there for about four months it went back to some company to get repaired and they mailed me the the game back and then of course my save you couldn't transition saves in that so oh. i had to wait the cloud came out and then i could start playing it again oh my god <clears throat> yeah and i finally, finally beat it i feel really good about that one nice congrats Oh, and I picked up um, Elevator Action basically because of what you guys have been saying about it. And it's awesome. Really game is so good. Dude, you know, when it starts with the little uh, grappling hook shooting down, that same sound, that was... Uh, <laughs> it got that old arcade feeling. Yep. Yeah. You could hear that in the arcade about ten times a minute back in the eighth. And you guys know the sound I'm talking about. Oh, obviously. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Elevator Action is still one of my all-time faves. That's an yeah. iconic arcade game sound right there. The, the pew, grappling pew, hook coming down and him sliding down. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I played that a little bit. And that's, uh, I think about it. Huh. Oh, oh, I did start Dark Souls, but then I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. You just got out of one marriage. There's no need to yeah. start courting again. <laughs> so did you uh, see any good movies lately? Yeah, I did. I did. I saw... Um, it was a big week for movies. I did see a movie last night. I think it's one of the better movies I've seen this year. Um, hmm. Scorsese's Hugo. Loved it. Nice. Now, you and I kind of mentioned it you know, a little bit before we recorded, but I was telling you, because you don't... you. You told me that you really don't watch trailers if you don't have to, and I was telling you that I'm really worried about that movie because you see the two kind of uh, contrasting trailers for this movie. And the first one, it shows kind of him going off on this adventure with this girl, and, and they really show a lot of the splendor of the visuals and everything else. And it looks like a, just a complete adventure movie. And then you see the one with who I thought it was was Sasha Car- uh, Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. playing as, essentially a Keystone Cop or uh, Inspector Clouseau character yeah. chasing this kid all over the all of this train station and honestly i thought it looked like a kid's movie i thought it looked like something that i really wasn't interested in until uh you know it came to netflix or something else but uh you kind of filled me in on some of the stuff and i i, I really want to see this movie now so i guess enlighten yeah. everybody on this one the did only you thing- see it did you see it in 3d or not yes i did and okay. josh i thought i thought the same thing Glenn is thinking. The first five minutes of the movie, the only reason I went and saw it is because I love Martin Scorsese movies. And I was like, you know, and my wife does too, so I had to see it. I wasn't going to miss it. And then when the movie starts, the first five minutes, the 3D and the, and the look of the movie, I'm like, okay, this is a pretty face. It's going to be a little kid's movie. It's going to look yeah. great and stuff. But when am I going to get 
when is it going to engage me? About 30 minutes in, I, I couldn't figure out why Scorsese had made the movie. Like, why would he make a kid's movie or, or pick this story out? And about 30 or 40 minutes into the movie, you realize it completely. It's a total love letter to old film. It's all about, like, this mythology of filmmakers and really beautiful movie. And it, what I was telling Glenn was the kind of the heart of it. You get to see all these old clips from World War One, but done in 3D. And the 3D in that respect... I was blown away. I was like, wow, look at this. This is like, you know, old German soldiers coming home from the war in 3D and like these old, really old uh, silent films from the 20s. And uh, it just blew me away. I didn't know that that was in the movie at all. So if, why would you? I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah, just... you from the trailer. That's what Glenn, Glenn was describing the trailer. I didn't see the trailer for it. And I can't, I can't imagine how they, I mean, I can't imagine how they advertised it. Because I don't know if that would get people in the door. But if you're the kind of person that loves film and the history of film, you won't believe. I mean, this movie will suck you in totally. And it will suck movie. you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that giant gold robot was for something. Huh. All right. It blew me away. I wasn't expecting much from it. And it, was, it turned out that I couldn't really take my eyes off it or, you know... I loved it. It was great. Yeah, now I got to see it. Thanks a lot. If you're a film buff, if you're, you know, <laughs> well, you can't and be. I am. I, I consider myself one at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought you guys would like it. I mean, I was, you know. Yeah, I'd actually heard about it earlier today, and I heard that the 3D was a big part of it that it really is awesome in it. It so. is. Just see it for that. I mean, it's some of the best use of 3D I've seen. Wow. And it be, you know what? Then I saw Twilight 2 this week. Oh. <laughs> sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to that. Um, uh, sorry. Somebody, somebody really was not too happy with Twilight. Stop the second I Twilight. Twilight, my, my two-year-old daughter fires up. <laughs> she weeps for Jacob. Um, no, I, I uh, just went to the screening of that just for shits and giggles and got really, really drunk. And don't really. That was probably the best way. I actually got shushed by a Twilight fan. Oh, I guess that's awesome. <laughs> this dude, it was a dude, too. It wasn't a girl. He goes, Was it like a 40 year old dude up? that was a little bit too fat and a little bit dad. too much yeah, into it? Exactly. You described him. Oh, he my goes, God. Please be quiet. And I was like, but I was sitting with all the press, and I was like, I really wanted to tear into him. Then I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll just <laughs> just let that one go. <laughs> it's not a challenge. Let's just sit here and be quiet. <laughs> what your what your mom can't translate it for you? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yikes. But yeah, and then uh, you know, Super Eight. There's another movie I love that came out on Blu-ray today, and I I watched Conan. The Barbarian, and the I didn't hate Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it in 3D, or did you watch regular 2D? Uh, I, I don't quite make the money that the PS Nation overlords. Oh, now, So I had to watch it in good old flat screen. So and it wasn't that bad? I didn't hate it. I thought I would hate it, but it was, hmm. it was brutal. See, I like Jason Momoa. I like him as an actor. He was. I thought he was well cast. Who are you going to get? I mean, 
Well, there yeah, you. exactly. Right, like some so. dude from the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I, he looks the part. I mean, he did a great job with it, and it really was the old how Robert E. Howard, kind of the pagan sex and violence Conan the Barbarian. That's what it was. Well, that's what huh. it should be. That's yeah. cool. And I thought it was really decent. Huh. Hmm. Didn't hate it. All right. That's it. Josh? Uh, I dove into L.A. Noir. Nice. I, I'm torn with this one. I really like it. But at the same time, I feel like I'm compelled to move from mission to mission to mission, and I right. can't explore. And, then, and yeah. that's what I felt too. And yeah, because I mean, you're even when you're driving to something, you know, those those calls come in. Yeah, and you're like, do I do that or do I go? And and I would go to the calls, and I felt like I was failing out of the main mission because I was doing. Yeah, that. that's how I feel with it, and. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you're supposed to be in the game or if that was just a failure of how they made the game and it just makes you feel like you're stuck in this path and you, you're you not allowed to deviate from it, you know? Yeah, like, I yeah. can see on the map, I can see a hidden car is actually listed on the map. And I'm like, yeah. okay, but I can never get there because... <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm afraid to go there. Like, I, I was stuck on some side mission, you know, one of those calls that came in. Yeah. And it was the the hit-and-run honeymoon thing, whatever that was, like early in the game. Sure. And it's overnight, you know, and the sun is coming up, and I'm still on this side mission. I'm like, ah, oh, but am I going to be – are they going to be gone? Am I going to be able to get to them? What's going to happen? I started flipping out. I'm like – I felt really uncomfortable because I just didn't know what was going to happen there. And I'm afraid to just try it, you know, to just try to wander off and do something because it's all auto saves and everything. And I, yeah. I don't want to screw something up. So I don't know. I'm very uncomfortable with the game. So, <laughs> Jason, how did, how did you I play LAR? Did, did, you, did you do a lot I, of the side missions, Jason, or did you kind of no. just go through the stories? I went, I went through the story. I like the story, but I. Can you imagine, Glenn, for someone like Josh, the size of that map and the ability not to go anywhere? <sighs> and there's all these hidden <laughs> cars. Training. There's all these hidden movie reels. I never even, I never found there's one no, he can't movie go anywhere. reel. I never found one oh. movie reel in that whole game. I found, I found a couple of cars, but I never found a movie reel. And I'm like, I know there's got to be around here somewhere. And I would even look around some of the area. Like when you're on the film studio lot, you're like, okay, where's the film roll? And there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you must be able to just wander off and do stuff. I, I don't know. I'll, you can't? No, you can. Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. I'm going to back up the save file and then and then try it. I'm just going to wander off and, and just do whatever I want for a half hour, hour, see what happens. Yeah. Because I'm frustrated with it right now. I like it, but I'm, I'm frustrated with that feeling that I'm, I'm stuck, you yeah. know, on a path. That game is beautiful, so. though. Those interiors, yeah, it is. I can't. Really I can't imagine how many just offices they designed and apartment buildings, and they're all beautiful. Yeah, it is a gorgeous Still, game. I, yeah, it, it blew me away. It really did. Yeah, yeah. I, I took about a four month break from it, and then when <laughs> I came back, just again, I was like, "Wow, look at this! <laughs> you want this is a world that begs to be explored, yet they don't want me to explore it." 
Yeah, that, that was kind of the dichotomy that I was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So, after that, I went back to Dead Island again. Ah. And started blowing through that. Uh, I'm seeing more as I get deeper into it. A, a lot of it is really designed for multiplayer. <laughs> sure. It doesn't really want you to be alone in a lot of these things. <laughs> and I don't want people with me because... Yeah, but I think the they made that pretty evident to us at E3. I mean, when they sat yeah. us down and had us play multiplayer, and it, it was pretty obvious that that was kind of what they were pushing for. Yeah, but still, I mean, when you start the game and when you go through the, a good chunk of the first part of the game there, you can get through it single player alone uh, totally fine. You know, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. But what I'm noticing now is that when I hit all these cutscenes, mm. suddenly it's not just me standing there. It's me and all the other characters are standing there in the cutscenes, And the NPCs are talking to them and explaining something. And, you know, they're arguing back and forth. And then the cutscene ends and you're all alone again. <laughs> well, they're along <laughs> so, with you in spirit, Josh. Yeah. It's the ghosts. I'm fighting zombies and ghosts now. <laughs> no, you've enlisted the ghosts. It's this... <laughs> It's this epic yeah. battle on the on the fourth dimension. I don't know. It's still fun. I'm really having fun with it. But I know the the DLC is coming, so I I was like, yeah, crap. I really need to get back to that. So I fired that up and played it for a little while. Um, I did the Mortal Kombat Arcade Collection because that's been sitting on my hard drive for a while. Wow. And I remembered how bad I am at. Mortal Kombat, <laughs> like the old ones, <laughs> really bad. I suck. Uh, uh, the old one is hard, though. Yeah, yeah. No they matter are, how, or I, you just playing it, just the computer. You weren't playing. Yeah, it. yeah. Well, that's even worse. It's a hard but game. Yeah, I, and I had these on the Sega Genesis, and uh, they were hard on that as well. Uh, well, that's because it didn't control well, well, and it slowed down all the time, and it only had two colors, and. You know, <laughs> you and your hate. You're just full of bile. Just tell them the truth, man. Yeah, two colors, right. Okay, okay three. Um, so, yeah, I suck at that game. I, I, I've learned that the hard way. And I stepped away from that. Um, did did you, uh, the, do you have the new one, Josh? I, the, I know yes. Joel, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's fun. You know, I'm I'm not as terrible in that one, but uh, not really great. I'm more of a I'm not a finesse guy when it comes to fighting games. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a use my entire palm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's just me in fighting games. Uh, I did the that trial version, the 60-minute trial version of, yeah, well, I did about two minutes of the 60-minute trial version of MX versus ATV Alive. Ooh. Ooh. I have that. That's two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes I want back. Um, Can, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't that what good. I wanted to be. <laughs> no, the, the controller, it looked nice. It, you know, I'll give it that, but... The control and everything, it wasn't really what I was expecting from that type of game. And 
I just couldn't get into it. It just didn't feel right to me. I mean, I could see where it might be great for somebody who likes that, but you know, the, the ATV games I played, the, the muddy racing games I played, whether it's motor storm or something else, it's just, this didn't have the feel I was looking for. So I wasn't too happy with it. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I've played all of those and I don't like the direction. The, the old uh, ATV MX off-road fury games or the unleashed. Those are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, I, you know, the new ones, my brother just loaned it to me. I can't get into it. It doesn't, it doesn't do much for me either. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of the series or the series on the PS2, but kind of lost it this generation yeah Yeah. (laughs) bit of a disappointment uh so then i came downstairs and started rock band up rock band i brought my guitar downstairs and everything and i wanted to play it and i haven't gotten the chance yet you know i pulled the drums out and I set up like a 15 song Foo Fighter set list. Oh my God. <laughs> and I had so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. And there's so oh. much, there's so much Foo Fighters on that game too, which is just great. We still need yeah. Genesis though. Damn it. Eh. Don't, eh, eh. we need Genesis. <laughs> Phil eh. Collins Genesis, not Peter Gabriel Genesis. The real Genesis. Yes. Not that flamboyant, <laughs> off-Broadway, weird-ass shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. We're just looking for Abacab. No, I want the Duke album. I want the Duke album <laughs> and actually their self-titled Invisible album. Touch. Yeah, there's some good songs on Invisible Touch. It's a little uh, commercial, but uh, the Brazilian's on there, which is awesome. I, can't, I, I would just love to try to play that in Rock Band. But uh, the self-title with like "Home by the Sea" and uh, "Mama" oh, yeah. and everything else in there, man, that would just—that's the first CD I ever bought. Ever is the uh, self-titled Genesis album. Ah, I, yeah. I remember the first CD I bought: "Cult," "Sonic Temple." Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get a smackdown if I tell mine. <laughs> Kids, new kids on the block. Oh, hanging tough. No. Hanging tough. No, my no. two were uh, Tears for Fears, The Hurting. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good album. Yeah. And Suzanne Vega's first album, Song to Standing. <laughs> because, because I'm thinking about it, I got a CD, well, I inherited my brother's CD player. Um, because he bought some, you know, one of the first CD players, this crazy thing. And then he went off to college and got something else. So I got a hold of this thing and I was like, well, you know what? That's a lot of acoustic guitars and, and stuff like that. And that'd sound really cool, like crystal clear CD sound. <sighs> That's what I, yeah. But it's Suzanne Vega. Yeah. You know that now. But it's her first album. It's before Luca and all that other stuff. It's Paul Simon's wife. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so, yeah, those were the first two that I got. I got them together, the the pair of them. Um, hmm. But, yeah, the, the hurting sounded great. I mean, 
compared to, I, compared to the albums and everything. You know what's great, though? That <laughs> just made me think of this. I, I took all my old albums and digitized them, basically. I, sure. I had a turntable, hooked it up to the computer, did, did the whole thing with all my old stuff. So uh, there's a couple that I still listen to. Like a lot of them I, I bought on CD anyway, so I have digital versions, and that's fine. But there's, there's some that never came out on CD, and there's this old, the old first Plimsolls album. Oh, jeez. Uh, which those are the guys that were the band in Valley Girl in the yeah. movie. They were in the Hollywood bar all the time. Yeah. Uh, those guys were great. But... Uh, <laughs> It's probably just a bunch they of really studio were. studio musicians. Yeah. No, actually, they weren't. weren't they were they? actually no, no. They were a real band. Well, I understand um, they're a real band, but I think they. Gosh, I don't remember anymore. Anyway, no, they were because I, I met I'm, the the lead singer Peter Case had a solo career after that, and I saw him in Philly at a little tiny place, and I talked to him afterwards for a while, uh, for a good hour or so. Um. So and we talked about that uh, about Valley Girl and all that stuff. But I, I was just thinking about this because I put all that onto a CD, and I was in my car the other day, and I'm driving around, and I had this stuff on random, and then one of those songs comes on, and I hear all the crackle and everything from the from the turntable, <laughs> and, and I'm like, no way! <gasps> and the music starts. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> We knew somebody that had a record player in their car. Oh, you man. Kid you not, because I think GM or somebody had that as an option for a couple of years where the uh, glove compartment was kind of, it would actually flip out and it was a record player. And I'm like, you hit one bump and you're just going to have this problem. And it had this Seriously. kind of, well, it, the, the needle in the arm and everything were kind of uh, like, it was made to take shock basically, but it still skipped all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Did Case Logic have a LP? case <laughs> zip whip through your zip. case logic <laughs> takes you 45 That's minutes like, to unzip the thing the early the early cd car players used to skip like crazy because they oh, had all yeah. these problems with well, shock because they didn't well. have any buffer built into them then they figured yeah. out how to buffer everything yeah yeah you remember holding on to them if you had the portable on your dash oh. you'd hold on to it when you hit a bump hold on Pantera will be back. <laughs> Cowboys from, 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 from hell. I do miss that, though. I, I realize I miss that scratchy sound of, of yeah. the LP, you know? It was really cool. We're old. Yeah. And the only other game I've been playing on the 360, since that's the version <laughs> we were sent by oh, Sega. Yeah. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Sonic Generations. Really? They sent the 360 version? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine P, PR people sending a 360 version of a game to some, something called PlayStation Nation. Yeah. And I got... It was it was an overnight package sitting in my door. Like, the doorbell rang. I'm like, huh? And I run upstairs, and I look out. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Throws up in the sash, it. and he sees all the snow falling. And well, it says... It says get a little PS Santa Nation on it. Oh. It says PS Nation on it, and it says Sega. And I'm like... <gasps> And I rip it over, I'm like, 360, what? Oh, right. It's still funny, even though it happens to us a lot. Yeah, the only thing I'm a little disappointed in, you know, it says 3D available, and I'm like, I am not. 
pulling all the wires and taking that 360 upstairs to the 3D TV to try it because it is the way it's set up right now. It would be a nightmare to pull all those wires out of there and unplug Plus it. Plus, you got to connect up with it. you and the spare 360, and then the. Uh... <sighs> I'm not doing it. So <laughs> I'm playing it in 2D right now. I'll tell you though, so far I'm absolutely loving the game. Hmm. All I've those frame rate issues. Yeah, all the frame rate issues are gone. It's beautiful. Yeah. I pulled down the second demo. I just haven't played it yet, but they said the second demo was actually a lot better. Yeah. It plays great. And and the cool thing is, the, the way it works is, you've got old Sonic and new Sonic. And each each level you go into, <laughs> you play twice, basically. Well, that you play, like fun. Well, <laughs> it is. Because you play as old Sonic on a side-scrolling type thing. But that's sort of 3D in its own way where, you you know, the angle changes and everything. Yeah. Then you play as new Sonic head on through the level. Can you skip the new <laughs> Sonic stuff? You can if you want. But actually, I think you do need to go back and play it at some point to, uh, to get to some of the bosses. Because it's so much fun, though. Yeah, but I mean, on, let's be honest. A lot of people agree with me when I say this. I know. But the 3D Sonic stuff never really worked that great. It does it now. Didn't. Well, it right. does now, though. Yeah, sure. I agree with you. I never liked the 3D Sonic stuff. I was very unhappy with all of it and the way it worked. But they have you on pretty much a set path throughout the whole thing. But you've also got those moves from Sonic 4 where you jump up and you hit a button, you target and slam right into the nearest enemy. So it makes it a ton of fun. I really didn't think I was going to like it because I've I've hated all that 3D Sonic stuff. I mean, you know, I've tried to get through Sonic Adventure gritting my teeth and it's annoying <laughs> as hell because it's just the the controls are just not precise enough and you're you're sliding all over the place and you're wandering through this big giant area. This is all very narrow, very set paths and it's mm. a lot of fun. A lot mm. of fun. So uh, I need to play through a lot more of that. And, I don't know, hopefully a PS3 version will show up at some point so that I can see if there's a difference. Well, did you email them back about it? Uh, not yet. <laughs> well, uh, I, know. I know. I will. Folks, tonight, do you I see what I have to work with here? <laughs> it's been a rough week, all right? Yeah. Uh, well. Oh, I mean, there's, you know, there's. it's been a rough week. So... Yeah, that's it. That's pretty all right. much all I played. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I I intended to play Hot Shots Golf Out of Bounds, and I uh, realized that the PS3 downstairs is not the PS3 that I've been playing the game on. So uh put it in and started running the updates. And the first time I re- did it, it oh. said I had 996 updates to run. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> so we let it actually ran fast. It ran actually pretty fast. I was I was actually pretty impressed. We let that run for a while and then restarted. And I I, I bet you there's more updates. So I went back to the online thing and 663 updates. So we <laughs> let that run and then yeah. the night was over. So didn't get to play it, but I do want to play it some more because I really love that game and I'm, I'm kind of in hot shots mode because I saw some stuff on the Vita version. And I really want to play it. Um, played some more Modern Warfare Three. Uh, just 
I don't know, just seeing where the progression was going to go and everything, and tried out some of the new, the other modes, that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, bread and butters is uh, domination for me, and I've been playing a lot of it. Uh, really haven't been on playing with the Retroids crew at all because nobody's really. I don't think anybody from Retroids is playing it, honestly. Uh, I, I might see somebody every now and then. I think I think Scareglow's on every now and then, and of course uh, Nine Volt and Cracker Jack are on there because uh, I think they're I think they're doing the co-op. I'm not sure the Spec Op stuff, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but then, you know, got tired of that, went back to Battlefield 3, and I've been playing that like a madman. Uh, just having a blast. We actually recorded a little bit of footage last night for our new home video, and, uh, you know, did some of that, did some of this. And the patch, I believe, is out for the PC version today. I'm not sure about the consoles yet, but the patch is out for the PC version. So I want to get on and check that out as well, see if they uh, nerfed the tactical lights a little bit at least. God, I hope so. <laughs> I like the tactical lights. It's come on, but it blinds you in the in daylight. I mean, you know, we say, Glenn, every time we find somebody that hits a, hits us with a laser right in yeah. the eyes, he blinded me with science. No, oh, <laughs> boy. And then someone inevitably goes science. <laughs> <laughs> That's just terrible. Uh, uh, so no, I, I man, I'm I, you know I really love BF3 and and it's tough for me to go between PS PS3 and PC, but I do it, and uh, it's funny because I think I've actually played more on PS3 just because it's more comfortable on the couch. So because yeah. <laughs> I'm lazy, I'm fat, old, and lazy. Uh, played some more Pixel Junk Side Scroller. Man, that game is awesome and so goddamn difficult uh, in terms of. Just all the layouts and everything, I, I'm really trying to learn it all and, and get into it. So, uh, did quite a bit more with my score on the first uh, the first level and, and moved on to a couple more. But uh, there's a lot of game there for ten bucks. I'm just ultimately impressed. And then I uh, got some time in. <clears throat> Sony sent us a bunch of move titles, but they sent them to my old address. <laughs> For some reason, I haven't lived there for like three years. But uh, yeah, showed up there and, and got the game. So I've been playing a lot of uh, Deadman's Quest. I'm not done it, done with it yet by any means. It's a really long game. So so far, really impressed with it. The one thing I, I noticed though is it, the 3D is really good in it. But it's kind of a darker game. You can up the brightness and everything, but it's kind of a darker game. So I tend to turn the lights off when I'm playing stuff like that. But the problem is the move controllers because you have two of them. If you if you have two controllers you want to use two, they're so damn bright that I start kind of getting blinded a little bit by science. Uh, you know, you, you get the lights off and you get the 3D glasses on, and it's just this weird amalgamation of things that are cool and things that are screwing you up. And so then I turn the light on, and yeah. But man, I, I obviously. It's it's definitely an evolution of what we had in Sports Champions. It's the same developer, and they've really done a great job of making those controls intuitive. And I honestly think that this is probably the best motion controls I've seen on a game so far, just because it's so intuitive and there's so many things you can do. You never have to take your hands off the controllers. You know, you can do the bow and arrow by just moving your hand back and aiming. You can do the shooting stars really well, even though you have to practice a little bit on the on the throwing or the throwing stars. Um, you know, using the shield and the hand to hand combat or the the sword to sword combat is really cool. I mean, you have to block where you have to block. If he's coming at you from the right, you have to do that, and uh, you know, get those counter attacks. So. Really neat so far. I, I, I like I said, I've really only scratched the surface, but I'll tell you, it's it's really impressive. So I uh, I can't wait. And then I, I just kind of cracked open Carnival Island, but I haven't really played too much of it yet. But had to play some skee ball, and it's 
better than E3. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we got the uh, Little Big Planet 2 Move Edition, and of course, iPad and Friends, which is going to Josh tomorrow. So, Yay. Butthead can have a friend, and uh, we'll see how, how long it takes you to kill off your pet this time. <laughs> uh, then I watched a bunch of movies. I uh, watched Captain America again because uh, Rock wanted to watch it. Uh, PBS has had a. I, I'm not a PBS guy at all. But they've had a couple of just really amazing documentaries on uh, World War II subjects lately. Uh, the first one was kind of the hunt for a lot of the war criminals, uh, the Nazi war criminals. And they were showing some of the trials and everything else. Just really, really amazing stuff. And uh, last night I had it on the TiVo, but it was one about uh, this woman from Wisconsin. She was the only woman put to death by uh, by Hitler himself. Oh. Like I can't remember her name. Um, something Fish... But basically, she she married a, a German. She moved back to Germany with him. World War II started. He was actually really high up in the Ministry of Finance. And they both joined the resistance, ran a lot of stuff out of their home, uh, a lot of stuff. And, and she was actually uh, put... You know, put through trial, and the original trial, which these were those joke trials. I mean, you know, they would roll them in and give them like five minutes to talk to their lawyer, and they were pretty much just put to death right away. Uh, but they rolled her in. They gave her a sentence of like six years, I think it was. And then Hitler actually wouldn't sign the uh, the papers and made her made her go through trial again, and they made her an example because she was an American. So she was the only American woman put to death by uh, by Hitler. the Nazis. Yeah. So they, they wow. but the problem was they they did a lot with uh, the Russians as well. So they kind of got branded communists, you know, with with all the McCarthy stuff. Especially since McCarthy was from Wisconsin as well, uh, he you know really went after her and, and her character and her husband's character. And uh, they really didn't get any recognition for w- what great things they did for the resistance until the eighties. And uh, it, it, man, just a fascinating documentary. Uh, I'll look up on the TiVo, but it, it it was excellent. I, I mean, okay. they talked to. A lot of people that actually knew them. Uh, there was this this guy that his dad was actually uh, uh, the the you know at the embassy in Germany, the U.S. embassy, and he was the ambassador. And, and his this kid uh, went to her for uh, tutoring. And they ended up kind of getting involved with with helping them out a little bit here and there, and uh, <clears throat> they became like really really good friends. The ambassador and his wife, and and uh, uh, these two, and and uh, the son now I'd say he was probably in his sixties essentially, and and he was telling all these stories and uh, really really fascinating stuff. So uh, wow. you know, yeah. And this woman was from Milwaukee. I mean, you know, she went to a school at UW Madison, and the whole thing. She became a teacher in Germany. She was one of the first U.S. teachers uh, in the german school system really really cool stuff so to check that out yeah i'm a i'm a big world war ii guy i i really try to get involved with if, if there's something on that, that i can watch i yeah. will i kind of got that from my dad and yeah. uh i mean it's pbs so it's a little flat but i mean it's fascinating stuff if you can stick with it and uh the, the information was fantastic uh and then well let's go to the other end of the spectrum watched finally watched sucker punch Weird, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason, you and I <laughs> talked about this a little bit, but I, you know, I really I wanted like to see it. I like Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you got Zack Snyder. He, he definitely knows how to do some amazing visuals. I mean, we've seen it in 300. We've seen it in The Watchmen, which I thought he did a great job in The Watchmen. Watchmen uh, is underrated. I agree. One of the most I, I underrated movies of all or of the last 10 years. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. 
so <clears throat> I wanted to watch it, and I never got around to it. And, and it, it's one of those movies, and, and there are certain movies like this where if you talk to ten people, five are going to tell you it's awesome, five are going to tell you it sucks. And I think it's just expectations, like what do you want to get out of the movie? But the, my problem with it was it seemed like there were three worlds there and there only needed to be two. And I had a really hard time trying to see what they were trying to get across. I think they could have done it with two worlds instead of three, essentially. Uh, visually yeah. and action-wise, I thought it was amazing. Uh, kill zone, <clears throat> kill zone-ish. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it seemed like American anime almost to a certain, you know, where you had yeah. all the women dressed up really scantily and everything else. Uh, story-wise, I got it. I just don't know if I liked it the way they did it. Uh, Carla Cugino was awesome and as usual, and uh, yeah, I got a crush on her. So, uh, but I think I think it was the the portrayal, the the acting in the movie was was exceptional all through and through. But uh, I don't know if I'll buy this one. I really don't think I'm I'm going to buy the Blu-ray right now. I, I just I kind of thought of it, Glenn, as the you know Tron Two. I didn't see that when it came out, but I saw it later. It's like oh. a big music video. Beautiful, like visuals are beautiful. The music, that punk soundtrack is the amazing. Too. Yeah. So I just it's something you could throw up on a screen and just Yeah, and but I like the universe of Tron. But but the thing is you have to remember I grew up at the first Tron. And I like the universe and I like what's going on there. So Tron two to me was a different movie than it is to probably people that are younger than me. Yeah. But me too. You, I think our generation was the one beating it up. I mean, yeah. everybody I know was beating it up, and I was like, "What's wrong with it?" It, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it, it's a weird that that's a weird subject, but uh, I mean, there were some things that, that they did in the second Tron movie that I kind of went, "Oh, really?" But overall, I really enjoyed it. This Sucker Punch, it just seemed like he was trying to tell a story in the background, and I thought that part of it was really evident, and part of it. Like, I, I think I said this to you. I, I said if they would have gone back to her actually in the asylum every now and then and shown kind of what was going on and flip between those yeah. two, then I would have liked it. Because it always, I, I, I had this anticipation of, okay, they've got to be flipping back soon. They've no. got to be going back yeah. to this. And it never happens. And I no. think that's what really bothered me. Until the very end. I, and then, yeah, but I think with this director, Zack Snyder, it's not like the guy doesn't know how to tell a story. He was doing this for a re. It seemed like he was. He I, wanted I think to it make was an this experiment w- that failed, though. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It was, <laughs> but I could. Uh, Josh, did you see it? Not yet, no. You have to Just, see it for the visuals once, though. You, you do. Really do. I know. I wanted to. I, I wanted to see it in the theaters. Yeah. And one person I know saw it and was like, oh, it sucks. And I was like, well, you know, I'll wait till it comes out on Blu-ray or something. But I do want to see it, it no matter what. I just haven't had a chance. So. It's, it's kind of like Pearl Harbor. You only want to see it for the action scenes. <laughs> uh, I oh, didn't God. even want to see Pearl Harbor for that. Honestly, the first trailer I saw for Pearl Harbor, there's kids playing baseball and there's yeah. a woman putting up laundry and i'm like this happened at 7 a.m on a sunday yeah. what, the, what the hell is going on here <laughs> well pearl harbor is that that typical hollywood movie of uh they're using a historical event as a backdrop to a love story and they made yeah. perfect fun of that in naked gun 3 and perfect how how much how much fun they made of this kind of crap where you know uh this woman's fight with a yeast infection against the backdrop of the Hindenburg accident. 
<laughs> but that's seriously what Pearl Harbor was. It was great to see the attack. And it was great to see the you know the counterattack, but the rest of it was absolute schlock. With 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 uh, Sucker Punch, it wasn't that the other stuff was schlock. It was just boring. You you just all you wanted to see was the action scenes. So I and, don't know, Glenn. I I just think I the soundtrack more. was so great. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. The soundtrack, I agree. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Is awesome. But that's part of so, the like, action scenes. Did you see Hannah? Uh, yes, that's kind of a wild ass movie too. That's another and one that's, I saw and seen. That soundtrack is amazing too. I mean, it's I literally. But Hannah has more of a story. <laughs> so the Chemical Brothers and this crazy story about this assassin. Yeah, that was an amazing movie. Hannah, and, and I actually Plus. rented off the PSN, and I loved it. I really did. Yeah, I, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was the one I saw. Eric Bana and Saoirse Ronan and what's yeah. his name, the director at Comic Con last year. And actually, he mentioned he's like, "Yeah, we got the Chemical Brothers for the soundtrack. It's going to be awesome." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he was all excited for it. But they, the way they were talking about it, that that was one that I was really excited to see, and that's another one I just haven't had a chance to see yet. The great thing about Hannah is there's no way to predict or it's it's not going to go in a direction that you could ever predict from any sort of trailer or yeah what do you think of your perception of an assassin movie is going to be Hannah is completely different agreed and really yeah, it, great I I was blown away by that one I uh I was I really loved it and that's when I intend to buy it eventually it's on my list yeah yeah um where was I oh okay so sucker punch uh after that I, I've I've said it many times, but one of my all-time favorite uh, uh, channels on cable TV is HDNet and HDNet Movies. They do all the, you know. Mark Cuban is one of my heroes because of HDNet Movies, because Magnolia Films actually goes out and restores these movies if nobody else wants to, and they restore them yeah. so beautifully, and. Even movies that you think you're not going to get a good transfer out of, they just they get so much out of the film. And they had one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, I mean, literally all-time favorite movies. This is one that, even though it's not a great movie, even like Bloodsport. If Bloodsport's on at 4.30 in the morning, I'm staying up to watch it. I'm just doing Blood that. Bloodsport's always on. Yeah. So this is one movie that is so iconic. And, you know, the cast... Is perfect, and and there's so many great actors in this. Kelly's heroes. You got Hero. Clint Eastwood. You've got Don Rickles. You've got yeah. Uncle Leo from Seinfeld. You got Carol O'Connor. Al, you know, uh, uh, Al uh, Archie Bunker, who plays this insane general. Just all these freaking awesome actors in this unbelievable story, with just. Every scene is so great, and Rickles just makes the movie because he's not his typical self, but he's still a pissy little just ant that you want to squash. And you got the you know yeah. the two guys from the south, and just everything about it is so well written, so well done. It's not a typical movie from that era where it looks really fake. Like you would see some war yeah. movies, especially like the Green Berets with John Wayne. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible because it, it looks like it's Hollywood. Kelly's Heroes mm-hmm. looks like you're out there among the things, and you got Donald Sutherland, who's just literally insane, and he's a tank driver, and, and he and he runs this this tank squad. Just Telly Savalas. Oh, Telly Savalas is awesome in this. You know, he comes off the dirty dozen to this, and and 
oh my god, I just love this movie so much. And it was we went out drinking Saturday night. You know, we went to the Japanese place, went out drinking. I, I probably drank a gallon of sake. Get back to the house, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good. And all of a sudden, Kelly's Heroes comes on. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> and I I'm like, well, let's see if I can stay up. And I, I stayed up through most of it, and I finally passed out. But uh, I just, if you haven't seen Kelly's Heroes, you you definitely need to see it. Especially I when you think it. of you've never seen Kelly's Heroes. No, that it's, oh my god, it's my jaws. Glenn, it's my job. Yeah, Jason freaked out because I've never seen Jaws, but I don't like sharks. I, I bet, I don't I bet like after sharks. you said that, a lot of people freaked out. Well, but I, I, I really do want to see it because there's some amazing performances in it, and I know there are, uh, but I just don't like sharks. So That's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. That yeah. movie I've seen a thousand times. Yeah, That's what I was telling him, Josh. I can't oh think of gosh. a movie I've seen more than Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about working for a living. Talking about sharks. <laughs> shark. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's awesome. exactly why I want to see that movie. Is is I mean, the great Robert Shaw. I mean, uh, and the guy yeah, was essentially awesome dying through this it. movie. I mean, he's literally dying while he's making this movie, but pissing off Dreyfus in every scene, and you yeah, can yeah. see it on yeah. the screen. Yeah, I'll see <laughs> it eventually. Awesome. I definitely will. I just haven't. It hasn't been that perfect storm yet. But if you haven't seen Kelly's Heroes, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Seriously, oh, I will. The Blu-ray is actually really good. It's it's the transfer they use on HD HDNet movies, and um, I'm pretty sure it's the transfer because it looks really damn similar. But it, it's such a great movie and such a great script. It's not this typical. It's a mad, mad, mad world script where you just want to shove all these stars into it. They've yeah. got these actors that actually play the roles correctly, and there's so much funny shit because whenever you see war movies, it's always so damn serious. And you know for a fact that they were screwing around when they were over there. So you <laughs> see little twinges of that here and there, and all the under-the-table deals just so they they can try to get to their objective. And you you just, you just have to see it. You have to. All right. If nothing else, you have to see it for Captain Stooping. Yeah, yeah. Stooping. Which you don't even recognize. <laughs> Hello, Gavin McCloud is in this, and he's and he's got hair, <laughs> and he's awesome. He's, him and Donald Sutherland play off each other so well. It's oh my god. I mean, it, it's seriously. It's it's on my top ten of all really time. of all time. Yes, wow. it is such a good movie. You have to see it. Uh, and then it's been on a lot lately. Unfortunately, it's a little censored, but uh, I just can't get past the uh, the amazing performances in this. There will be blood. Uh, oh, which, mm-hmm. yeah. holy hell! Yes, God, I Dude, drink your milkshake. <laughs> the first time I saw that, I kept thinking, "Who the hell acts this good?" I took it as an affront. Like, what is wrong with this guy? Why does he have to act so good? Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> I personally think this is probably my favorite movie of his. Yeah, it's you know close. what? I love Bill the Butcher. But the problem uh, is DiCaprio's in that movie is somebody that's yeah, be no, tough. no. If we just narrow it down to yeah, uh, Gangs yeah. of New York, there's a lot I love and a lot I don't. But there will be blood the whole thing. Oh, it's just perfect. Amazing, as close and, to perfect as a film can probably get. And however, how everything ties together at different points, you know, with with the brother and and yeah. Uh, but Daniel Day-Lewis, you, you, if nothing else, even if you get bored in this movie, you have to see this movie just for Daniel Day-Lewis and his performance. It, it is the scene, the scene where he goes over and drinks those guys' whiskey. Yes. Because the guy said something about his son four hours ago in the movie. Yeah. And he still hasn't let go of it. That's he's amazing. doing. Yeah. Yes. He has to let him know. And he's kind of drunk. And it's kind of awkward. But, oh, <sighs> God, I, 
V. Just and it's been on a lot lately, like on AMC and everything. And and uh, I've got the the Blu-ray for it. And I normally, if it's on TV, I'll just watch it on TV. And AMC was censoring the shit out of it, so I'm like, fuck this! I went and got the Blu-ray There's and threw the- it in. There's not much there to censor, though. It's not really like a hard R. It's just yeah, but they were still there's, like there's they were they weren't replacing the words. They were just like softening them out. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. So yeah, it, I, oh, what a great movie. I could, I'll say this: I think out of the, any movie in the last 15 years, I think that movie's going to be around in 30 years. Yeah. I think film students are going to be looking at that movie in 2040. I mean, I, I mean it. It's just one of those. It's not hot right now, but it's gonna. It has legs. It's beautifully it's, shot. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's yes. gorgeous cinematography. So, it, 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 there's really nothing bad about this movie. There really isn't. And for Paul Thomas Anderson, in my opinion, his best movie ever. Yeah. It's I, not. I mean, I and I love his work, but I had no idea he had that movie in him. When me I neither. It. I mean, you see some of the other stuff he's done, and I'm like, oh, really? The same shit? It's just different actors, and you know. Yeah, and I love Boogie Nights, and I love it all. But you, you had no idea he had that movie in him. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that's another one where it was on. I'm like, ooh, I need to watch this because it was toward the <laughs> beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Josh brought it up, but yeah, I've watched this a couple times. Uh, that thing you do, which I still need to order that that extended DVD. Damn it. Yeah, I still haven't watched it, though. I have it, but I still haven't watched it. I will sometime soon. So I watched that. I don't know why I'm so hooked on that movie, because I, I get so sick of that song after a while. But, again, Such Tom Hanks just put together a great movie. He did. He he, he put together a, a really fun movie and a really compelling story and it was so character-driven. And he made, he put so much work into these characters and made sure that they look like they were playing the instruments. And, you know, and, and just this well, progression... Well, they were they were playing up. They were they lo- that's not the music you hear. Yeah, but they they learned. They actually yeah, they, made them. They said, "All right, you're going to have this part. You need to go learn that instrument. Right, right, and you right. need to be able to play it." So, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I really enjoy that movie, and and uh, I just love when he when he gets to the jazz club and and how he just yeah he's just <laughs> freaking out about things and and how much he knows music and how much of a little kid he becomes when he when he meets somebody and uh, just the the the. The flourish of characters, you know, the the guy that uh, writes all the songs and how much of an asshole he is because it's all about the art <laughs> and we shouldn't be here at the beach in this movie in this beach movie, you know, we should be at the studio and it, it's it, it, Tim Hanks did a great job. I mean, obviously his son's in it as a as an usher, but <laughs> <laughs> I need to Not revisit either. that movie. Get the Literally extended DVD. Seen it and... You need to get the extended DVD because okay. yeah, it's like fifteen bucks at Walmart. Yeah. Or less. I, don't, I don't know if you heard about that, Jason, but. There was I one did. night I was watching, I think, on like TBS or something, and there were all these extra scenes in the movie. And I was kind of yeah, out you of were it. Saying- yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely watch it that way because it makes it a totally different movie. <laughs> but it explains some stuff. It explains uh, uh, what's his name's first girlfriend, Charlize Theron, and what happened with her. And it explains a lot of stuff. So... I don't know why. I mean, I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. I just don't. I remember seeing it, but I, I don't. It didn't stick with me, I guess. And then I wanted to see his new movie, Larry Crown, but right. I didn't get to that either. But he yeah, just. Eventually. I guess, you know, when you're you're Tom Hanks, you take your time and do whatever the hell you want. But you should probably make more movies. <laughs> I really want him to go back to comedy at least once. I mean, he does some funny stuff when he's on talk shows, but I would love to see him do another comedy, like just flat out comedy. 
You know what I love Wasn't about that guy? the movie. Oh, yeah. That would be <laughs> awesome. Did you? Well, <laughs> we spoke of 30 Rock before. But there was one of the later episodes where Tracy Jordan yeah. kind of quit quit uh, Hollywood and everything, and he came back, and, and the whole thing, Alec Baldwin told him, if, if you want to lo- lose all your credibility, do TV. And it was great, because Alec Baldwin would go through this whole speech of, you, you're on yeah. top of the world, you could leave a, a, a series of movies that's doing wonderfully, and you could do this, and, you, and basically Alec Baldwin talking about his own career. And like, Tracy uh, Jordan yeah. comes back on TV, and they, they, they actually cut to Tom Hanks watching, uh, watching the, the show, and he's like crocheting, and all of a sudden he grabs this this red bat phone, and he goes, uh, "Who'd he call? Shit, I don't remember uh, either." Peter Scolari? No, 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 no. <laughs> he called like uh, Clooney, so he goes, "Hey, Clooney, yeah. Tracy Jordan's back on TV. Yeah, we'll get him out of the club. We'll we'll take him out of the out of the database. I don't know the password. Damon's the webmaster." <laughs> so he hangs it up, and all of a sudden he starts humming the theme for Bosom Buddies. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, way off track. <laughs> yeah, but it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, the man ge- genetically engineered to win Oscars. All right. Well, uh, we got anything else before we take a break? I think we've babbled on long enough here. I'll take that as break enough. time. All right, break yep. time. So when we come back, Jason can regale us with uh, tales of Assassin's Creed Revelations. We'll talk a little bit about our Skyrim review up on the website, uh, do some emails, and I'm sure uh, get off topic quite a bit. We'll talk to you in a minute. back and uh it's time for jason to break his cherry pop his cherry here and uh give us a first spoken review of his uh long and illustrious career with ps nation yeah (laughs) he's gonna tell us all about assassin's creed revelations so uh fill us in sir i will Uh, (laughs) okay now um the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about was the way the PS Nation works. There's a, a game cover doc that we go to to, like, find out what Glenn and Joel and Josh didn't take so we can argue <laughs> over the shit. <laughs> the shit. Hey, I had to review Thor. And then, Don't and then tell Josh me about it. Just vetoes people anyway. You, <laughs> but we can, they get the sweet fruit if we argue over <laughs> Curse Crusade. Which I, you know, put my stamp on. No, 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 no. You begged for Curse, Curse Crusade. Yes. Yeah, I, I put my stamp on it. What was funny was coming into the fall with all these big games, no one was taking Assassin's Creed. Which actually and, surprises me because it seems like it's a popular too. series. And, yeah, I thought everybody would be jumping at that. 
I would have, but I didn't play enough of the first couple to, I felt, give it a fair shake. I, I like the first few, but they're huge open world games and you know me and they they're coming way too quick it's yeah it's becoming ubisoft's call of duty they found money and they're like oh keep putting it out go 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 you know (laughs) but that's what i thought was telling about it nobody was taking it or nobody i don't even know if it was on there was it um you know what i I I thought it was yeah but you know what maybe they should sort of hear some of this because it's not you know I'm an Assassin's Creed fan I bought the first game I stayed out till midnight to get the second one which I loved and it's not Call of Duty like Josh said it it shouldn't be treated like Call of Duty and it feels like we're kind of getting away from what the first two games uh, and I swore I would look up his name but the the, the main designer do you guys remember his name? Uh, I'm sure it's (laughs) French yeah it is it's French uh, Canadian <laughs> Patrice Desolet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So when he left the series, I was kind of worried that you know what would happen to it. And of course, when I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, it was exactly what I thought. It'd been dumbed down. Uh, the mm-hmm. gameplay was really linear. They they took this open world or you know a typical assassin mission where you had to go and uh, find some find a target and kill them, and suddenly there was these waypoints, like, here's where you go if you don't want to get caught. And, and if you got caught, you had to start over. So Ugh. suddenly the game helped me how to play it, and it was, you know, disconcerting. I was kind of upset. I remember, I think on Retroids, I left a post. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is bullshit. I think that was a headline. <laughs> <laughs> and then your post got reported, and we had to delete it. <laughs> I think two people responded, and I think they responded with question marks, like "What? What are you talking about? <laughs> How dare you sully the name of Assassin's Creed?" Okay, but um, uh, since then, uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations did look better. It looked like it was going to get back to the original game, the Altair game, where it was taking place in Constantinople. Um, there was also, I heard that Altair was going to be in the game, so I was kind of excited about that. And they, the things they fixed between Revelations and Brotherhood, they got rid of this. One of the big things that bothered me about Brotherhood is there was like a four-hour training repertoire of Oh, my crap. God. It, literally, I finally learned how to like kill people with the, the, the hidden blade about four hours in, and it's like, I've, just, I've done this. Oh. I've played the teaching me how to replay them and i think they were just padding the experience to try to draw that experience out to about 13 or 14 hours <laughs> see now they should just have an option on there saying you know what i've played the previous games can i just yeah. skip all this bullshit i'm not more on yeah i know what i'm doing but they didn't so you you didn't even really get going in brotherhood till about four hours in the great oh thing about God. revelations is that about an hour of the the first hour of the game trains you to play Assassin's Creed. Yes, I and know this too normally, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally I would bitch about it, but it it definitely it went back to um, the original Assassins, the Mountain Fortress, and it was like this beautiful level with snow, and I love that. It was like it, uh, that was one of my favorite parts of the game. Actually, was going back and and re going through all that, and then it was over. There was no Desmond stuff because I don't. You guys didn't play Brotherhood. We should probably get that out of the way. Well, but I know what Desmond stuff is because it's in Revelations a little bit. 
A little bit. A little Desmond, bit. wasn't that the guy in the hatch? <laughs> and, uh... I thought you were talking about Desmond Tutu. What? No. Uh, no. I'm confused. <laughs> okay, well, Brotherhood was kind of Desmond heavy compared to the oh, other okay. two games. And this game totally took him out of it. He's in a coma. He's stuck on this place called Animus Island. <laughs> yeah. And he can't do anything. Oh, and so also he only Nolan really... North is his voice. Yeah, the guy from uh, Uncharted. Well, and every other video game known to man. Don't you get... Or, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, they removed Desmond from it. They got rid of the long training stuff. And they just put you right back in to the new game. And the Constantinople stuff is beautiful. Fantastic. You know, I... I kind of got interested in assassin's creed again but you know after a while it became like why i couldn't escape the thought of why doesn't this game take a break take a few years off and get back to the root of why people like assassin's creed and after i wrote the review for it almost all the replies and i I wish i could remember their names now they were from people that had played the, the first two games and loved the series but didn't play the these new games for a reason it was it was because they didn't it's it's not a series you revisit every year you want it to kind of reinvent new things that make being an assassin cool and what assassin's creed revelations does is it tries to force you into okay let's get you to play this tower defense game which is not that great and and get people to like build hand grenades which is it was interesting but it wasn't it wasn't what I had known from the first two. Wait, so there's a tower defense game in it? Is that the shit where right where yeah, I quit? I, where you had to take all of your guys from that guild in that first city and Yes. Really? Right. Oh, I quit at the right time then. <laughs> you but you don't really ever have to play it again. You play it once, the game kinda trains you how to play it. And it's not a great tower defense component. It's it's just it doesn't fit with the story and it's it's definitely like kind of a half-ass effort to create something in a game that doesn't really need it so as you play through the game you you take over these dens from the templars and they become assassin dens all throughout uh constantinople and as you're playing the game the templars reattack. so i was like oh you know what i gotta go defend from the templars so let's go down there and kill all the templars the second i got in there and maybe killed my first couple templars i was suddenly in the tower defense game that's where it fits and i have to defend my fortress that i took from the templars so i did it i did it that first time i was like okay yeah i'll do it every five minutes when i was playing the game suddenly this red the the map would glow and say oh you got to go defend your you know your den that you just took from the templars i never did it again because i i just wasn't interested in it so by the end of the game the whole map like half of the map was glowing from my <laughs> from my my little areas under attack but it never mattered it didn't didn't affect the income that i made or it didn't affect really anything uh, well that's just dumb yeah it was uh you know it was just, yeah I guess you said it, dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There's this 500-page essay, or it's just dumb. Yeah, and it didn't. It didn't really. It didn't really draw. I guess the game didn't earn me going back and like defending these places, and it didn't. 
it just wasn't worth doing. And then, I, you know, I guess the Assassin's Creed is a sandbox experience, and I, you know, probably Josh, Glenn, have you played many? Are you into the sandbox? Have I played what? Are you into sandbox games like uh, Grand Theft Auto? Whoa. Big. Uh, I don't even know why you're asking, Josh. Of course he is. No, I, I said Josh. <laughs> yeah. I know. Nah, I mean, I know. <laughs> you know, we talked a lot about L.A. Noir before, and I, I think that one I probably could have gotten into, except it was actually pushing me around like I like. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest. Like, I want to go from point A to point B to point C, maybe dick around a little bit, uh, which Red Dead Redemption, I think, was a really good version of what I wanted, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he gets frustrated just watching me play a game. Oh, my God. What what was it? Spider-Man or? Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, just go over Spider-Man. the, go over the yeah. fucking thing. I'm gonna look over Shattered here. dimensions. I, I I battle somebody and then I stop and I start looking around. He's like, just just move, just go forward. He's getting so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. But you know, there's like at this stage in video games, there's a there's kind of a with the sandbox games. I guess there's there's something we expect from them, and Assassin's Creed. It looks pretty when you're looking at it, and it looks like a li- like the city is alive around you. People are doing stuff and stuff, but there's nothing for me to do there. There's literally only these game missions and these occasional guys I can kill, but there's not like that Batman, uh, the Arkham City, or like you guys were saying, Red Dead uh, Redemption, where you're getting sent off on tangents, and you're, getting, you're, you're actually exploring the whole world of it and getting involved in it. Assassin's Creed is kind of lost that i mean there's got to be a reason why you were bored glenn it's huge uh, but easy to get bored in well it's funny because that first city that i got to uh you know he, he you're in the guild talking to him and then they say uh, you know go go check this out or something like that and i i kept walking around and i'm like what am i doing and i i just don't, didn't understand why i was out there and then I, I basically made a circle and, and got back to him, and uh, it, it just it, it seemed pointless to me. See, the, the problem is when I'm playing a game that's like a sandbox game, like let's say a GTA 4 or uh, even like uh, Batman Arkham Asylum to a certain extent, where you have the ability to go around and search around. There's always that underlying story, and there's always this threat of, not really in Grand Theft Auto 4, but in some of the other ones where... There's the threat of <clears throat> something's going to happen because there's a timer that you don't see. That's my perception. Yeah. Or like Ellie Noir, like we were talking, where if you run off, is that going to screw up the mission that you're on because you have, you're going to miss uh, witnesses and everything else because you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, I missed witnesses that I was looking for in that game because I, I went the wrong direction or whatever when I got there. The taxi cab that I was supposed to find was gone already, and that freaks me out because oh, I want yeah. to finish the main story because I want to get a good grade on my you know on my on my case. So that's uh, there's that anxiety all the time in the background for me, and that's why I have a hard time with sandbox games. Yeah, because the bad guy is going to shoot off the nuke unless I get there in a certain amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but the I thing with like Grand Theft Auto is that rarely does that happen, and when that does happen, they're very clear about it that oh, you have to go do this right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
But even with the, the restrictions of L.A. Noir, the game is driving you forward. Yes. And nothing, nothing in Revelations, either the story mm. or anything about it, drove it forward. It didn't feel like I needed to... I've played this game before it, four times now. That was the fourth time. They weren't adding anything. They weren't, they weren't driving me to do anything. And I, and I kept, like, when I wrote the review, there's this, I mean, it, you know, I've been called out on it, but there was a confliction between being an Assassin's Creed fan and just looking at it as a single video game experience. And it is a great game. Like, I'm sure Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare is a great game. It, I'm sure it is, but if you've been with the series that long, you're t- kind of at this point, you're you're a little worn out. You just take a break, get me interested in you again, right? And at, at the end of the review, I kind of wrote this thing about Tomb Raider, and I don't I don't think Tomb Raider ever came out yearly, did it? I mean, you guys would know more than I would. Mm, I don't think it was yearly, but it was it was pretty regular. It was a lot. Yeah, it was, it was reg- pretty close. It got to that point where it did, yeah. Because there were on the PS one there were what, four or five altogether. Uh, Something like that, yeah. It was it was a lot. Hang on, if you give me two seconds here, I could tell you exactly how many because it's in my my little game list dealy. Yeah da 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 do some editing. Yeah da da All right, Tomb Raider ninety six. Oh, this is PS one versions ninety six, ninety seven. Oh wow! Ni- uh, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there's five <laughs> on the so PS one yearly. Yes, there's a reason why Tomb Raider came to mind. It's burning out. I mean, I love Tomb Raider the first one. The second one, have you guys been back to revisit them? Yeah. Hard to play. Yeah. <laughs> Very, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because they cranked a lot of those out, and none of them, I mean, they were, it got to the point where really a lot of them weren't very good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's, that's true. But, you know, there was a reason why they made them, is because we all bought Tomb Raider, you know, loved the hell out of it at the time. I really liked Tomb Raider too, but every year, it just, you know, it burned us out. And I think that Assassin's Creed, there as a game series, when it started off, was so different than anything else. And, and, you know, you could argue that it was boring or repetitive. But it was definitely, he was trying to do something different. And now it seems like that series is bleeding in, like, let's be everybody else. Let's just give these guys, like, a lot of, uh, of revelations. There's a lot of missions where you go to get these keys. See what he did? I should probably tell the story. <laughs> What did I do? You said he gave him a lot of revelations. I said, see what he did there? <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of revelations, you're, you're getting five keys to open up this um, hidden vault underneath uh, that fortress. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, when you do those, they're like these kind of um, linear kind of platforming missions you know a lot like uncharted and they're beautiful i mean they look great they're in these really cool settings but still it's it you feel like you're not playing assassin's creed anymore you're playing something else Mm. and i think there was a reason why the first two games don't have that in it it was more about let's find a target let's hunt it down and here's like all these weapons that will get you to blend in with the crowd and and whatever and get close enough to kill them and then brotherhood kind of introduced these ranged 
poisons and crossbows and now we've got grenades and suddenly it's not the same game it's becoming more like every other game i've ever played yeah i well that's that brings up another point about uh me playing assassin's creed and that is i don't have the patience to try and find a crowd to walk with so i can sneak up on this dude and kill him i'm just like can i just throw a grenade out and it's done (laughs) yeah so you'd probably like (laughs) (laughs) just saying yeah, no, I can understand that. So maybe you would like these latter Assassin's Creed games more than the guys that mm, played first two. No. And probably not at all. But I don't, I, I honestly don't know where it's going to go next. They they sort of, they they have Ezio in this game and Altair is old men. So you get to look about the last missions, at least of Altair. It's his final days or from the point that you quit Assassin's Creed 1 till basically, you know, He's an old man. And and then Ezio, he's, it's supposed to be his last mission or his final story, but they don't really clear that up. And then you think there's a lot of room for um, Ubisoft to release another one next year, which I hope they don't do. I thought that they were going to they, – they said that it's going to be kind of a different storyline, though. It's not going to be the Ezio and, and uh, Altier stuff. But, you know, what is it? Is it Assassin's Creed 3? I mean, that's, I think, everybody sort of wants. If it's another <laughs> spinoff, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be Modern Warfare Assassin's Creed. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the game I played for. <laughs> In a special partnership with uh, Activision and six different studios. Exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess where it came down with me is it was a good, it was a great game for people that don't know any better. But if you played the series, at least the first two games, it's not a great game. It's it's a rehash. It's not even a really good rehash. And the stuff they added, they didn't need, and they really need to stop what they're doing right now. Take a few years off and come back with something at least better thought out and more uh, real or. Yeah. or or defined. So I gave it a B minus. I wanted to give it a C minus, but I thought that was a little too, that's just an old curmudgeon fan of the series <laughs> bitching about it because it's not a bad game. It's not, it's, it's worth playing, but it's not a good Assassin's Creed game. Sure. All right. Well, um, I would, hmm? I would suggest to the readers or the listeners read the review. <laughs> It's it's a little more detailed from, from what I was trying to explain. Sure. Well, that's what we tried to do, too. We, we can just kind of babble on about a, a game on the podcast, and then we can actually put our thoughts down in, in a certain order on the, on the website. So, uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of comments on it, and uh, we definitely invite anyone else that has anything to say about it. Please leave a comment, and uh, we'll definitely take a look at it and, and uh, converse with you guys. We've had some great conversations going on in some of these reviews. And uh, Jason's never disappoint. So yeah, I'm <laughs> thank you. It's your eloquence, <laughs> sir. I'm a better writer than I am speaker. <laughs> I don't know how to sum it all up. <laughs> <clears throat> it's Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, and speaking of website reviews, uh, our, our good friend Ray uh, recently posted his full review of the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim for the PS3. Uh, as anybody would remember, a couple weeks ago he was on the show talking about the 360 version. Well, he had uh, gotten the PS3 version the day after and started playing it on there. And uh, very, very, very detailed review. And... Um, Really goes into detail on a lot of stuff, uh, and some of these screenshots are really nice. So definitely give it a try. Yeah. Uh, he, he's definitely got his grade on there, and, and we'll see if maybe we'll get him on in a week or two to talk about the game here on the show. But uh, please get out there and, and check out his review. We've got a few comments out there already, which is uh, pretty badass. And we, again, invite anyone out there, if you've got anything to say about any of these uh, reviews or any of these stories we've got up, you know, leave a comment. We do look at them quite a bit, so... That's the beauty of Tapa Talk. So. Yeah. <laughs> Coolness. Yeah, wow, this is a long review, too. I read his review this morning. If Skyrim was a woman, Ray would be nailing her tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell his fiance. <laughs> it is a letter of love to Skyrim. Yeah, definitely. Man, that game looks good. I'll have to give this a try before I send it off to one of you goons. All right. <laughs> well, you're playing it too, aren't you? You're playing Skyrim. A little bit. I'm playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of buying it a drink right now, you know. Feeling it out. Not going to nail it or anything. I'm just playing with it. <laughs> Giggity. Get a roofie colada for it, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple emails. So I guess Josh and I will just take care of these because we didn't send them to Jason. No. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, sure, Jason's he hasn't checked his email. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> he's our guest. He's our guest. He doesn't need to read emails. He can just respond to him. Guest. <laughs> you know, if we paid so him, maybe we can make guess. him do it. But uh, All right, anyway. I got one. Do you want me to take number three or number two or number one? Take number one, You should take number guy. one because you were okay. just talking about this. All right, let's see it. Okay, here we go. Do you guys care if I just charge go ahead? Okay, Tony Allen asks, what games, movies, and or TV sh- shows that you would like to see or redone in 3D and why? For me, Dead Space, because, well, I don't know how to explain it, but if you've played it, you would know why. Lord of the Rings t- trilogy, done like the way Avatar. There's a little topic. <laughs> All right, we'll wait for awesome. half an hour for you to go get boozed up real quick, and we'll talk about Avatar. Hold on. Because it would be awesome and draw you in more. And finally, Planet Earth again, done like the way that Avatar was done. And I don't have to explain why. If you have seen it, you would know why. <laughs> Keep up the great work. I just want to say this, Tony. If I could do every sentence with, and you would know why, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the great work. Movies redone in 3D. Uh, why don't you guys take it so I can think? See, I don't know how to think about this. Like, if they could go back and shoot it in 3D from the start all over again, because if they try to lay 3D in on it now, yeah. most movies are going to look terrible. They they haven't quite well, gotten let, that let, down no, yet. Let's, let's approach this that way. That, that way. Let's say that okay. they can go back in time and reshoot this in the right way in 3D. What movie, TV show, or game would you want to see in okay. 3D? I know uh, what I would want to see. 
what TV show? Um, Coed Oops. Confidential on Cinemax. Um, what Busty movie? Cops Eight and Nine. <laughs> what movie? I say The Matrix. That would be pretty spectacular. Yeah, that would be the first one. Yeah. Fuck those other two movies. Uh, I like the second one. Oh, God. I like them all. But I think the first one would look the best in 3D. It would just look spectacular. Sure. Huh. Well, I mean, obviously, I think that uh, the Star Wars movies, if they could shoot them in 3D and everything, well, I think they would have really been good. They're making them in 3D. Yeah, but he's just them. redoing them. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how good they're going to be, but we'll see. Yeah. He's starting with Phantom Menace. He's going in order, so... He's starting with the worst ones. He's starting with Phantom Menace, <laughs> and then two, and then three, and then four. I disagree, so. sir. I disagree as well. No. Uh, I mean, I... Uh, I, I want to see that pod race in 3D. Oh. I want <laughs> to see the, the, the like... battle between Anakin and, uh, and, and Obi-Wan in the lava in 3D. That's what I want to see. Well, yeah. Look, now, I, when I, I saw wrong, the boy. first one, when I saw Phantom Menace in the theaters... I came out of it, all my friends were like, oh my god, that was terrible. I'm like, no, no, it was really awesome, you know? I mean, you're just looking at it through old people's eyes. And when we were kids, like, R2 and 3PO were just goofy little kids things, you know, with the comic relief and all. And Jar Jar's not that bad, and when I watched it again, I went, Jar Jar is that bad. The whole thing was just... It was exciting to see those early stories and to see young obi-wan kenobi and and yoda and uh, yoda dude that was yeah. awesome <laughs> oh my but, god when he when he started jumping around like a little fighting. lemur we we couldn't stop giggling <laughs> all three of us we, were just awesome. sitting in the, we saw the movie three times that weekend and we couldn't stop giggling each time we were like ee, look at that <laughs> yeah. yeah that was awesome but i mean really the stories were a bit of a convoluted mess it, it was blah, uh, blah 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 blah. It was a shame. I and the first no, one I don't think the prequels holds are good. The first one doesn't with the, No, they're problems with the prequels, but they're good movies. If you like Star Wars, I'm sorry, but I really I like enjoyed the them. Second and the third. I'm not the, saying the I Phantom hate Menace them. is the most plotting. Yes, the Phantom Menace is plotting. It is, and the kid is annoying. I didn't really get annoyed at him until He's I started terrible. watching it on video. Yeah, but but you don't see him anymore because well, he became a cock apparently. But it's such a poor <laughs> snippet. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, but number one, the pod race was really cool. There was some really cool stuff in that in that first movie. You know, the, the, all the stuff with Darth Maul and and yeah. the uh, lightsaber battle at the end of the movie. Oh my god! The best lightsaber Come battle. on! Yeah, I I, don't, I just I, I would like to see them in three D. I, I really would. So yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. But I like the prequels. I, I I enjoy them. I actually do watch them still. And uh, I agree, though. I think out of the three, The Phantom Menace is probably the weakest. But Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Jedi are just... Or what? Revenge of the Sith. Sith. It's just... <laughs> well, because the original... Title I know. Six you're back in 1983. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So shut the fuck um, off and everything. But <clears throat> no, I, the only... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I really like the lore because you 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 know with all the books that had come out back in the day and and you see some of the stuff you know you'd always heard that 
it was Ben Kenobi that actually messed yeah. up Anakin, and, and he was this burnt mess, and you, you just know that's what's coming in the third movie. And I mean, even the, during Phantom Mess, we're like, dude, we're going to see this actually played out on screen, Kenobi kicking the shit out of this guy and burning him to, next to <laughs> nothing. We were talking about that all they're like, oh, this is going to be so cool, you know, and for me, that's yeah. what it was, you know, it, it was it was this culmination of seeing this story that we'd heard about so much you know, from the books or just from hearing something from Lucas or whatever else. I mean, yeah, there's there's some crap in there with Jar Jar and whatever, but I can look past it because the other stuff I really like. The only thing I'm really disappointed with, with the prequels, I really wanted to see Han Solo meet up with Chewbacca and, and have that, like, relationship explained a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought he's saving that for the series if it ever happened. The TV series. I don't yeah, think that's movie. ever getting off the ground. Yeah, I don't I mean, think they've been so trying either. to do that for years. So that was my that was my biggest um, disappointment with the movies was that that part wasn't explained. Well, but you know what? Maybe that'll come up in the Clone Wars series, and that, that has actually gotten to be a much better series as it's gone on. Yeah, and it's a lot more drama and a lot more. I mean, they're telling good stories in there. It's actually mm-hmm. become a very good series. So, sure. I, I, I don't know. I like though. to see Doom the, Three and Three D also. Doom that was just a, that was just a oh, scary Doom fucking 3, the game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, the source movie. code was released uh, today or yeah, within yeah, the past yeah, couple yeah. days. So yeah, maybe APK somebody will do something with it. Huh? I'd like to uh, see it in three D. Uh, the one thing with Star Wars, and this has always bothered me, he, you know, he's gone back. Lucas has gone back, and he's fixed the mistakes, <sighs> and he's added things, and he's done this. But in the ver- in the first movie, A New Hope, the first Star Wars original Star Wars movie, yeah, there is a continuity error, a major problem in that movie. Well, not a major problem, but in my <laughs> eyes, it is that he has never ever fixed. What is it? All the different things, and he could he could fix this with editing easily. The red R two unit goes off, <laughs> blows its thing, and uh, Luke is like, uh, "We need. To, what about that blue one? We'll take that one." And right when Uncle Owen says that, they show the scene of R two again, standing right next to the red one again, and R two turns his head to look at the camera. <sighs> It's the same exact scene from you before, like and the, the red robot is back there. And you're like one of the nerds in IMDb that, oh my god, look at this, the robot's in the wrong spot. No, no, but look, he went back and he fixed all his little mistakes and all those nagging little things that bothered him for all those years. Nobody has ever pointed that out to him. Yeah, well, ever? Everybody's <laughs> I mean, afraid of Mr. On. Lucas. Don't yell at me, sir! <laughs> I mean, that was the whole big thing about it, that he made, you know, I'm fixing this mistake and I'm fixing that mistake, and he never... Uh, that is there every single time I see that movie, <clears throat> when it's been done again, I'm looking for it to see if that's been fixed, and that's never been touched. Mm. I've never noticed it. I've just been too in love with what I'm seeing to notice. I, I probably <laughs> did notice it, <laughs> but mistake. at the same time I was like, whatever. Uh, your hands are down your pants, and you're not even paying attention. I know. No, because right. Princess Leia is nowhere to found around that time. So <laughs> now it's all Emperor. There's a lot of Jawas. That's all I need. Give me some Actually, more milk, bitch. In the prequels, Emperor was a hottie. That's true. Oh yeah. So is Uncle Owen. 
I don't want to. <laughs> well, now he's in Fighter. <laughs> Dude, he was in Warrior. Or Warrior, that's what it was, yeah, yeah. Warrior is freaking outstanding. I need to see that still. That movie is a really, 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 really good. Yeah, I need to, I, it looked good. I really want to see it. All so right. back to 3D. If I yeah. could see any movie in 3D, Warrior. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, if I walked into a theater and saw a poster on the wall that said The Big Lebowski in 3D, I wouldn't miss it. I know. Go some it. of those dream sequences it, would look really good in 3D. And just to see it in 3D. Because yeah. you know the right people would be there. Yeah, I'd, I'd see The Big Lebowski in 3D. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I would like to see. I want to see something more like the first Tron redone in 3D, or which wouldn't Avatar. work at all. Oh, fuck, <laughs> Avatar is in 3D. <laughs> I want to see it again in 3D. Well, come on over. My my copy that came with my TV is still in the shrink wrap. Sure um, is. Or the last Starfighter in 3D. That'd be cool. Oh that yeah, pretty cool. I didn't even think about that. God, I'm old. <laughs> How about all the president's men in 3D? That'd be <laughs> Redford has never looked sexier. Kramer versus Kramer in 3D. <laughs> Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. 3D. Alec Baldwin's hair has never looked slicker. Uh, great scene. Oh, man. All right. Um, we done with that one? Anybody else? Any games that you want to see in 3D? Anything? Oh, How many, past? any yeah. books in 3D you want to see? Uh, Twilight, if it's possible. Oh, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> you guys One have piece. her on speed dial? Yeah. <sighs> no. Twilight. Anyway, all right, enough of that silliness. Uh, this next one is from Vincenzo, and he says, Hi, guys. First of all, congratulations for the p- great podcast, which makes my one-and-a-half-hour journey to work more bearable. Uh, I'm Italian but live in the U.K., and I'm really passionate about games and anything that is PlayStation, although I gave in and bought a DS in addition to my PSPs many years ago. As long as you didn't buy a 3DS. That's just uh, that's a, that, that's a pyramid scheme at this point. Uh, <laughs> a few months ago, I, ga- I finally gave in to my desire to own a 3D TV and purchase... Wow. All this 3D questions tonight. Purchased a Bravia 46-inch 3D TV. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm a little disappointed by the way the 3D effect is used in games. With films, you usually see the 3D effect not only used to create additional depth to the image, but also to surprise you with the objects coming out of the screen or coming at you in the SCTV way. Uh, It is always an effect that surprises me, and I always enjoy it. In games, developers seem to be using only 3D to add additional depth to the game, and I've not come across any games, and I own quite a few, that surprises you by shooting things at you or having objects literally coming out from the screen and getting close to your face. Are you able to clarify why? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Initially, I thought it was due to the screen size of my TV, but now I'm believing that it's something with the game generally lack as developers are unclear about how to best use 3d i'm looking forward to your response and wish you three guys all the best well four guys this time uh, there's a couple games to do that MotorStorm apocalypse i know it does a lot of stuff where it kind of brings stuff right at you uh you know kind of surprises you here and there even with like paper flying around and everything and uh, deadman's quest that'll shoot stuff right at your eyes so uh, be ready for it but i think he's got a good point See, per- well personally i I think that's the gimmicky part of 3D. Well, I, yeah, I, I like I like seeing a movie like when we saw Green Lantern the other week, and that whole thing starts off. The 3D was so good in it, and it just it's depth. It adds the depth 
to the thing. It's not stuff shooting out at you. And Lou even said, she's like, I feel like I'm, I'm in this. I feel like I'm right there. This is amazing. It looks yeah. so real. It just looks so good. And I think that's the better use of 3D, for me anyway. I, you know, when I when I see things shooting out out of the screen, I'm thinking Friday the Thirteenth 3D, which I actually saw in the theaters, <laughs> and they literally set up every other scene to okay, he's sitting under the popcorn machine, and all the popcorn is flying at your face, ah, and here comes the arrow flying at your face, ah. It was just like, come on. I mean, I I will say I do want to see the Harold and Kumar 3D movie. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be really good this time around because the second one was awful. Well, I'm hoping it goes like the vacation movies, and every other one is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I hope this is the last one. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Josh. I think it, the gimmick is. I guess if the game was going to be a gimmick, uh, like Joel was talking about House of the Dead last week. Or was that two weeks ago? That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, because Some, he bailed something on us last week, too. <laughs> grindhouse and gimmicky. Uh, like, the new Fright Night movie definitely abuses the gimmick. Mm. But it, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek the whole time, so you, it's, it's okay. But, like, when I was talking about Hugo earlier, Hugo uses 3D as an extension of the theater. So the theater actually gets deeper, and you get to see... He, Scorsese sets up a lot of shots of old magicians' theaters and old-time silent theaters, so it looks like you're looking at these old, I guess, into the movie. Is what you were talking about, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't see the gimmick side lasting, or lasting. It, I guess it was prevalent in the '80s. Didn't last. Uh, it yeah, wasn't I, that great in the '80s. That was part no. of the problem as well. <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually comeback, like the but, fact that they're using it for depth more. I mean, it it, it yeah, actually yeah, helps me play too. games like Gran Turismo Five. It helps me play games like Dead Man's Quest. It helps me play games like Uncharted Three, because now you have that sense of depth and you can kind of judge things a lot better. Uh, the, the gimmicky stuff of stuff going toward the screen. I mean, you don't see it all the time, like you said. But uh, I think in games, you're not going to see it as much as you will in something like a movie. And and yeah. You know, there's even that, that shot in Captain America in the movie where you know he throws the shield right yeah. at the screen, or yeah, but that's I, just one shot in the entire yeah. movie. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if they did any of that stuff in Killzone Three. Well, Killzone Three. I mean, re- remember watching that gameplay in at the press conference at E3, Josh, when that rocket got mm-hmm. fired at, and everybody in that whole theater, their whole everybody yeah. leaned to the left. You know. <laughs> So I mean, there is some of that stuff in games. It's it's just not over the top, and thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's why you're not seeing it. I I think it's more of a sense of the game is the game. You know, they're not going to change the game and shoot because most games you're not seeing stuff shoot right at your face. Like yeah. big things come flying right at your face, and they're not going to change the game around just for the 3D. It's the game is still what it was they're just adding that depth to it with 3d for the most and i'm fine with that i i like having the depth more than a gimmicky thing thrown at me just for the hell of it and if you're going to see it on the ps3 it's going to be from a first party it's not going to be from a third party just saying all right number three josh last one this is from john and he says hey fellas skulking one two three here and I have a quick question that I'd like your feedback on. 
What do you think of the recent trend that in order to play online, you have to input a code for it to work? I think it's a good idea that developers are trying to take a shot at the used game market, but I think that it sucks if I can't let a friend borrow a game that I own and they can't play online. Well, just wanted to hear your two cents. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and if you're doing any Black Friday shopping, happy shopping. <laughs> we do all my Black Friday shopping online. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the, the one big problem with this is something like Gamefly. Yeah. Or any kind of game rental service like that, Blockbuster or whatever, because if you try to rent a game and you're only interested in the online or you really want to try the online, you don't have the code. You can pay the 10 bucks extra after renting the game and get the code just to try it, but that's problematic. Well, but, that, but that's the thing that I mean, they're trying to combat that as well. You know, it, it, game companies don't make any money on rentals i mean it might help some people play it as an extended demo so that they figure out they want to buy the game or not but they don't make any money on 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 used games and they don't make any money on rentals so for them to take this approach actually they could have done things even worse i think and and just having these online passes i think is fine i I don't have a problem with it because i i really don't buy used games that much anymore so I see why they're doing it. And, I mean, I've had discussions. We sit at GDC or E3 or whatever else, and you have discussions with these guys that put three years of their lives into these games, and they're not getting any benefit out of people renting them or, or you know, buying them used. So I can see the, yeah. their point of view, definitely. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I, the best place to get a used game from is actually Gamefly. <laughs> because yeah, true. Because literally, they'll get a game, they'll rip open the box and take the disc out. And then when they sell the game, the disc goes back in the box and everything that was in there originally, including that code, unused, are still all in the box. And And the games I've gotten are pristine. They look brand new. And they've got a huge sale going on this this week. Yeah, that's, that's a great place to get them. But yeah, it's... It's exactly what what Glenn was saying. They're doing it because they're getting no money. All those used sales. I mean, GameStop is making billions of dollars, and it's all on the backs of developers where they're not getting a cent from any of that. Yeah, I mean, there's the other argument, you know, that cars have been sold used for years. You know, you never, you don't build a new house every time. Uh, I mean, I guess those are decent arguments, but. It's a little bit different. I mean, literally, there are games that people put three years into, and, and they don't get any benefit out of that until the game is released. You know, it's 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 a little bit different. I mean, it's their livelihood. So I I don't know. If, uh, I, I really don't have a problem with it. I just don't. The, the used market is still there, and oh, people yeah. can still buy games. And and I know that's a big complaint for people is that well, I can't afford new games all the time. Well, just wait. For them to go on sale because six months down the line, <laughs> Amazon. Got, I'm sure Target. you got a backlog. <laughs> exactly, all these places. That's, I haven't bought a lot of new games recently because I know we're getting to the end of the year, and these are all going to be in ridiculous sales over the next couple of weeks and through the end of the year. Yeah, and it's just crazy for me to buy them and put them on the shelf because I'm not going to have time to play them anyway. So, just wait. You know, I just bought the Tron game for ten bucks off Amazon today. There you go. (laughs) Will I ever play it? I don't know. 
but we'll find out. Yeah. I, it's it's something that developers need to do. You know, they need to find a way. And and if that's the only place they're making money, you know, if somebody's going to buy it used and then they want to play the online, well, the developer's going to get the 10 bucks when they buy the code. Yeah. So yeah. at least they're making some money off it. It's it's a way for them to just recoup some of that lost money from used game sales. But so. what about something like Batman where they were – because I didn't have a problem with it when I played it, but I have online – but you have this whole Catwoman side of the story that you can't play if you're some guy living out in Nebraska and you don't have online. It's not your fault, but you literally can't play it. About that, agreed. And that's, and that's actually yeah, that's one a of the, weird yeah. thing. Although the Catwoman yeah. stuff doesn't really add anything that much to it, but uh, I mean, I, agree, I think though. it does. I, I didn't think it was that much. I, play, actually, uh, I don't like the Catwoman it? stuff so far. Not yet. No, I, I didn't. Eat, I didn't either until I beat it, and then I realized I. I just like playing as Catwoman more. I liked her combat. <laughs> I just like looking at Catwoman. <laughs> I, like, I like dressing up in that suit. <laughs> yeah, that's for daddies. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that was kind of... I When I originally played it, I didn't think it was a bad idea. I thought, oh, you know, you should pay $60 for this game. It's amazing. Yeah. One of the, you know, I just great game but then i was thinking about people that don't have online and you're kind of screwing those people out of something that they should have access to for sure yeah, not a it, call of duty it makes sense putting that add-on code for online play yeah because you know if you don't have the code in the box or if it's a used game and you want to play online obviously you're going to have a connection but if you're breaking out a part of the single player component of the game with an on with a with a code that's yeah. not entirely fair like you said to somebody who might not have access like my cousin doesn't he has to take his PS3 to his parents house every once in a while and download a ton of de- demos and stuff and then take it back home because he doesn't have a network connection in his house at all. He just won't pay yeah. for it. No neighbors to steal well, from, really? No. <laughs> Some people just don't have it. Yeah. I mean, it's, as much as we think it's everywhere, it's not everywhere. Some people don't have internet. I'm they surprised I have video. internet here. Trust me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, I mean, that's a very good point, and uh, luckily, not too many games have done that kind of thing for a primarily single-player game yet. So, I think if I think if it if, if it starts going going with that trend of here's a single-player only game essentially, except for leaderboards, but you still have a code for something to verify that you're playing it online, or you know that you're playing it as the owner and everything else. I think that at that point, that's going over the line, really. I mean, I can't imagine where it's going to be in 10 years, though. Is this is this a, a bad trend we're going to see? What's going to happen 10 years from now? I mean, you were talking about, um, was it Tiger Woods? <laughs> Bitching about that. Uh, imagine what that's going to be yeah. in 10 years if it doesn't start straightening itself out. Well, I agree. And, and, and you know, you, you hear all these rumors about maybe even the future of, of consoles where everything would essentially either stream or be all online. You wouldn't buy a disc anymore. You would just... You know, download it off the PSN. That, that's going to kill their business. Uh, that's a long so many way out. Well, yeah. I agree, but you have to look at that. I mean, there there are a that. lot of people just in the U.S. that do not have internet. Yeah, that's well. That's why I'm saying it's a long way out. There there are too many people who do not have access, and there are a lot of people that have bandwidth caps. Yeah, well, so especially in Canada. 
Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Not anytime soon. You you can't sustain a business model that way. No, I agree. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's wrap this shiz up. Anything else anybody wants to talk about? Any items that we missed? I don't think so. Besides Jason being uh, (laughs) awesome for doing this at the last minute with us? Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. We kept saying we should get Jason on. We should get Jason on. He was fun during the the live show at, at MGC, and uh, I don't know if Jason wants to do it. I don't know. Uh, so he's. Let me tell you this: he's less fun when he's at home with a two year old. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she's got to go potty. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was uh, MGC. That was a blast. Told oh the other God. guys they should do it. Yeah that uh, that was that was a great weekend. I think this year I'm not even taking the PS3s or anything. I'm just going to take my microphone and we'll just have fun hanging out with everybody all weekend instead. Not sure yet. We'll figure yeah. it out. All right. Well, uh, as you heard, we had some emails there. You can uh, get a hold of us in a lot of different ways. You can email us at podcast at psnation.org. Or if you want, which people haven't done recently, uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that in a couple of different ways. You can call our voicemail line at 715-502-9773. Or if you have Skype, you can just call WDT-Torgo. Uh, head over to psnation.org, where everything PS Nation is, is located at. Uh, links to the podcast, links to all these awesome reviews and articles that the guys are putting up. And uh, if you go to the right side of the screen, you'll see a contact us area where you can uh, email us, voicemail us, everything over there. Uh, and also, like I said, if you want to check out the winners list of the Extra Life raffle, <clears throat> if you're wondering if you want anything or not, head over there and check that out as well. Uh, don't forget to check out our official forums. You can hit the forums button up at the top of the screen, or you can just simply go over to retroids.com, check out our official forums and uh, the forums and podcasts in the podcast network. You can also look for us on Facebook. Just type in PS Nation in the search menu and uh, get over there and join us over there where the conversations are lively and often. Uh, You can also check us out on Stitcher.com. Go to the PlayStation 3 section and you'll find us there. Uh, Head over to AudiblePodcast.com slash PS Nation. If you don't like reading, sign up for the 14-day free trial. Uh, you can choose from over 85,000 audiobooks. You get to keep a book. You get a free one there, and you get to keep it, even if you don't stay for the full 14-day free trial. Uh, and even if you quit before the 14 days is up, still helps us out. helps us pay for some of this stuff. Uh, so, again, audiblepodcast.com slash PSNation. Only takes a couple minutes. Very easy to do, and uh, it helps us out as well. And also, holy crap, Josh went on a, uh, a designing marathon. Head over to Zazzle.com slash PSNation and check out all the... <laughs> the new stuff he put over there uh hoodies uh coffee mugs what else did you put up you, speakers and i Speaker, iphone cases and yeah all kinds of crazy shit ipad so. case yeah mm-hmm. i was going ipad nuts. case with our logo on it yeah so head over to zazzle.com slash ps nation check all that stuff out uh keep your eye on twitter especially on the at ps3 nation and the at pjf josh and of course at five spot joel but uh we've been uh, josh has been tweeting some deals when they put coupon codes up uh for our zazzle store and uh check that out there's some cool stuff i'm gonna be uh purchasing some of that pretty damn soon and uh, that's about it. So make sure, like I said, head over to psnation.org and check all us out. If you if you have the opportunity, please leave us a review on iTunes, on Zoom Marketplace, pretty much anywhere you can find our show. If, if you're using that avenue, please leave us a review. That helps us out quite a bit, uh, like even over at Stitcher, that kind of thing. 
And uh, that's about it. I think we're all done. So, Jason, hope you had a good time. Yeah, totally. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on very soon again, and uh, we can bore Joel to death when we talk movies for half the show. <laughs> and <laughs> Poor Joel. Aw, poor Joel. Yeah, he's pretty sick tonight, so uh, hopefully he's feeling better. And uh, if you want to leave Joel a little message, a little get well, send it over to at uh, 5SpotJoel on Twitter, or if you want to shoot him an email, it's joel at psnation.org, and uh, let him know that people are thinking of him. Aw, we're not, but you might be. We're just happy that we actually get to talk. So, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next week, hopefully, Joel will be back, and we'll be talking some other games. I think well, we'll probably have a review for Deadman's Quest, and who knows what else we'll have. So uh, it'll be a mystery to everyone. You'll be able to find out next week on episode 244. And until then, we'll talk to you very soon. Get out there, play some games. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody in the U.S., and have a great weekend to everyone else. Thanks much. The three-year-old is a different story. The three-year-old, here's her deal. She's a three-year-old. That's really it. She's three years old. The other day, I got in a fight with her. Whose fault is that? I'm 41, and she's three. It's always your fault with a three-year-old, always, because they are just what they are. They can't help it. Just tape the windows. It's a fucking hurricane. Just wait. Anytime you're like this with a three-year-old, don't you understand? You're an idiot. That's you being in it. Don't you understand? No, I don't, Dad. I haven't developed enough. You just have to wait. <laughs> but it was partly her fault because she wore me down. Let me tell you what happened. It was this horrible, horrible day. It started the night before because she woke me up all night. Just woke me up every fucking, in just 10 minutes. Just woke me up. Just said, Dad, with nothing. That's the worst part. Daddy! Whoa, whoa, what is it? Um, oh, fuck you. You got nothing. <laughs> you bullshitter, you. So now it's the next morning, I'm making breakfast and I'm gone. I'm insane. I drank too much coffee to overcompensate and I'm like, <laughs> I keep having these moments where it's like, <laughs> and there's nothing there. Just nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, Jesus. I'm making French toast. She's over there sitting in her little chair, just fucking anger, just pure. She's a little ball of anger. She's like, I want French toast! I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm making, honey. I'm making French toast. I'm bringing it over. Yeah. Give me syrup! Yes, of course. I give you syrup. I always do. I love you very much. Cut it for me! I'm happy to cut it for you. You're not asking nicely, but it's okay. I'll cut it for you, baby. I love you very much. Then she's looking at her plate. And she's literally going... Because <sighs> she needs to be want something, you know? She didn't, there's nothing logical for her to want, so she, her brain has to go somewhere crazy. So she's looking at her place, she goes, I don't know which piece to eat. <laughs> and I'm still not engaging. I'm like, oh, I know, honey, that's hard. That's really hard. I'll just make a list of pros and cons for every piece, and I'll help you with it later. And I look at her, and she's walking towards me now with the plate just vertical, with syrup fucking going on the floor. She's like, help! And I'm standing there, like, looking at her. And I love her. And I'm proud of her, in a way. Because I know she'll never want for anything. She'll beat the shit out of people. She's... She'll kill people for meat after the apocalypse. She'll be one of those. 
And then later I'm trying to get them dressed for school and now that clock's ticking and I'm like, ugh. And I'm trying to put a sweater on her and it's impossible. The sweater has buttons that just don't exist. And I'm putting my fat fingers in her full of sweat and I have just tears going down my cheeks. Crazy tears. I'm not crying. I'm like smiling with tears. Copious. I can't. I can't put on the sweater. I can't put on the sweater. I can't. I really can't do it. And she's going like this. So I give her a Fig Newton just to immobilize her, just to stop it. Because she loves Fig Newtons. I go, here, honey, have a Fig Newton. She goes, they're not called Fig Newtons. They're called Pig Newtons. And I go, no, they're not. They're called Fig Newtons. And right away in my head, I'm like, what are you doing? Why? What is to be gained? What do you care? Just, yeah, Pig Newtons, fine. Go ahead. Good luck to you. Go through life. See what kind of job you can hold down with shit like that clanging around in your head. I don't care. I'll be dead. But for some reason, I engaged. No, honey. They're called Fig Newtons. She goes, no, you don't know. You don't know. They're called Pig Newtons. And I just... I. I feel this rage building inside. Just because it's not that she's wrong. She's three. She's entitled to be wrong. But it's the fucking arrogance of this kid. No humility. No decent sense of self-doubt. She's not going like, Dad, I think those are pig newtons. Are you sure that you have it right? She's not saying that. She's not going like, Dad, I'm pretty sure those are pig noons, which would be a little cunty, but acceptable. I could deal with that. She's giving me nothing. Now, you don't know. Those are pig I'm like, really? I don't know? I don't know. Dude, I'm not even using my memory right now, okay? I'm reading the fucking box that the shit came out of. It says it. Where are you getting your information? do you fuck with me on this you're three and I'm 41 what are the odds that you're right and I'm wrong what are the sheer odds of that and take a bite of the cookie does it taste like a pork cookie motherfucker I don't think so why would they call it a pig newton What's, oh, it tastes like figs. Fucking interesting, that, isn't it? I didn't say a word of that, obviously. But anyway, later... I've got the kids dressed. It's winter. We've got all the layers on. And it's time to go to school. And I've got ten minutes to get to a school that's ten minutes away, which is a horrible feeling. I put my hand on the door to leave, and all of a sudden I go, i got to take a shit. Take the coats off, kids. We're going to be late. You're going to be 40 minutes late. I don't give a shit. I am not walking to school like this. I can't use the bathroom at the school because child molesters ruin that for everybody. I just swear to God, I'm shitting here. So I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm shitting. With the door open, by the way. That's my life. Two kids by myself. I can't shit with the door closed unless I'm, I gather them into the bathroom to watch Daddy take a dump. Which I've done with a little one. Honey, uh, we got to poop and you're too crazy. Just come with me. you got to come with me. 
So I'm sitting there and I'm shitting and I'm trying to see them in the other room. Honey, stay between the tables. I can't see you, I said. The little one walks into view naked. It's all gone. All gone. Walks up, looks at me. And then, she, I don't know why, but she shows me her ass. It's something she always does when she's... she's like, I'm sitting there shitting, looking at her ass. <clears throat> and I saw something that I, I'd never seen before. And I'm going to describe it to you the way that I saw it. Because it just, I didn't know what I was looking at. I'm looking at her little white ass. She's white. Little perfect little white ass. And right in the center of it, this little black dot just, boop, appeared. Like magic. That's what it looked like to me. Because I've never seen shit actually coming out of an ass before. I never saw that. I never saw the shit, like the crowning, the, ch the shit coming out. And if you ever do see that, it's fucking bananas, man. It's weird and upsetting. I yelled, I went, ah! And the second later, just, she just drops this massive, I felt the impact tremor under my feet. This huge pile of shit. Just a pile, like several people's pile of shit. Like a porta potty on the last day of the festival. Just a huge, huge pile of shit. How? She's three. This kid shits like a bear. I don't understand it. Seriously, if you were in the woods and you saw shit like that, you'd be like, let's get the fuck out! Huge pile of shit. As big as her whole body, easily. I thought she would just crumple like a balloon on top of it. Weird. She's standing there, just straddling this huge shit, presenting it like... She slips, falls right into her own shit. Yes. Fell, I was there, fell right in the middle of her own heap of shit. Her head hit the floor. You know that sound of your kid's head hitting the floor? Ooh, oh God. Oh, she's done, that's it for her. She's finished. She's gonna be running to the mailbox once a day, that's about it for her. Now she's laying in her shit, screaming and crying and making an angel. I run over. I'm still shitting, holding a shit-covered child. We're the shit family. That's where we are. The seven-year-old standing there. I gotta get the fuck out of here. This is horrible. That's my life right now, man. It's... Like, where in there do I fit, like, getting pussy? Like, there's no place for that. I can't even think about it.